And hello and welcome everyone to the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. Matt, it's a very special night for us. It's our 299th episode. Yes, I couldn't, I, when I was making up all like the thumbnails and everything, I'm like, really? 299? Didn't miss an episode? Ha I know. Have we really been doing it this long? It's been even more episodes because we would take weeks off sometimes mm -hmm. and do retro hero video. So it's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. If we... If we count the, the retro heroes as legacy numberings, oh yes, <laughs> we would like be a on real, a thousand. <laughs> yeah, like a real comic book company. Yeah, if we count that and commentaries, which are even longer, we're well over three hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, my channel was trying to tell me too. I just had a channel anniversary. I didn't read it because I didn't actually want to know how many years I've been doing this. Because <laughs> I'm sure if I read the real number, my response would be "fuck off." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's impossible. I haven't been doing it that long. Don't don't call me old, YouTube. <laughs> and then I turned to dust and floated away like a friggin' Sandman in Spider-Man 3. <laughs> but don't worry, I put myself together for the show. P people keep asking me, like, oh, you're going to do something special for 300? You're going to do something special for 300? No, we did something special for 250, and now I'm out of ideas. <laughs> What, I could just ask all our friends to come back and record another thing? It would be the same bit. I did a crazy hair bit. I could do that, but oh no, that won't have the same impact because we did it. I'm thinking for 300, uh, I'll just take, you know, recommendations from the chat, from, you know, the people who have been following us for 300 episodes. What do you want to hear us talk about? And the whole latter half of 300 will just be us taking your suggestions. Yeah, we'll just hang around and shoot shit. Exactly. The uh, what I'm trying to say is is that work is hard, so I want you all to work for free for me to you know create a uh, format for the 300th episode <laughs> because I'm tired, <laughs> so so tired. Uh, before we hopped on, you were saying, Matt, there you're deep into the Resident Evil 4 remake. I am. Yes, I'm. I'm like halfway through it. About halfway through it. Nice. I I will definitely play it, but I also got uh what is it uh, Village and the one before it because they were all on sale this week, and I'm like, oh, you know, I didn't play these, so I should probably make my way through these. Yeah, they they they're good games. Seven and eight, they, really really good. They look good, and I got them for a great price, and I can finally play them on the PS5 like I wanted. Nice. So I'm all happy about that. Mm -hmm. I've been playing Diablo Four as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. How is that one? Because I know a lot of people were like, fucking Blizzard, you're fucking up it, all over the place. This better be good. <laughs> it's uh, really good. Really good. It's, 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 a, it's only uh, it's in open beta this weekend and it comes out in June? May, yes, May June? Yeah. I remember there was a whole thing in the States. You could actually get like a beta code if you bought a double down chicken sandwich at KFC. <laughs> which I thought was just the funniest goddamn thing ever and totally the that move sounds... of a company. That sounds like America. It sounds very American, and it also sounds like a move that Blizzard really thought about, where it's like, geez, you know, people are really mad at us for our work conditions. Oh, you know, people weren't loving Overwatch 2 as much as they should. What do we What do, we do everyone? How do we get them back on our side? Um, a new Diablo and uh, a chicken sandwich. Ah, you're a fucking genius. <laughs> and they promoted that man, and now he runs the company, the chicken sandwich man. Yeah, yeah. Ushering into the brand new era for Blizzard, the chicken sandwich era. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I've been pretty slow going myself. I had my kitchen redone. 
Oh, nice. in the process of being redone so you know just loud noises all day which has been taking it out of me and my reviews nice nice <clears throat> trying to work around people doing real work mm -hmm. while i'm sitting here reading comic books and mm -hmm. editing and everything no no i swear i'm at work right now <laughs> it's very important office work <laughs> but yeah that's been me uh oh shit god help me i actually fell back into uh modern warfare 2 there online because i just got oh, yeah. the game it was on sale mm -hmm. and it's funny because it gives you the whole list of your friends who have been playing so i can see who was really into it and i'm like hey was matt playing this oh shit he actually did he got to like level 40 yep yep you got to level 40 and you're rocking the skin of the guy that you can only get if you blow up two people with rocket launchers online, which I've yet yes. to do. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, yeah, I haven't played for a while. Um, but yeah, I, I when when it first came out, I did play through it. Uh, I played through the story mode, and then I played uh, the online and got yeah pretty far into it. Call of Duty looks really fucking good now on it the does. next gen, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? Like, I'm shocked at how good it is. Like, you know, obviously there were so many nice things you could say about the old Call of Duty. It's like, oh, they play really good, and the gun designs are really good, and oh, you know, the multiplayer is some of the best. Now, like, I'm actually just watching the story mode, I'm like, fuck me, these just are great-looking cutscenes. Mm, mm. And I love that they're just embracing the fact that, like, one for one is just goddamn G.I. Joe now. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we just travel around the world fighting, you know, colorful terrorists. I can't wait for the third one where Makarov will build a death ray, I'm sure, and they'll have to fight him in a volcano. <laughs> Which is it, – and it's really funny as well because the reason the reboot happened was not because these games were, were uh, popular, the Modern Warfare ones, is because they were getting too ridiculous – yeah, I love that. Now we're getting ridiculous again, <laughs> which means in like eight to ten years, we're going to have to reboot them all over again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that's fun. So, uh, yeah, believe it or not, everyone, we are a comic book show. We do talk about comic book stuff. Mm -hmm. And as it relates to superhero movies and oh, boy, a, a big piece of news that I almost didn't even see before we got started because I was busy prepping the show. Mm hmm. Uh, Jonathan Majors got himself into uh, quite a sticky wicket, I would say. <laughs> J Jonathan Majors was looking over, seeing the Ezra Miller playbook, and he's like, "I'd like some of that, please." Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't, I don't know what's going on at the moment with actors. <laughs> Yeah, I know. There's got to be something in the water in Hollywood. For those who didn't know, uh, Jonathan Majors got himself arrested today during a domestic dispute there where apparently he choked the shit out of someone. So, I mean, do we do we have to call Jonathan Majors the choker now? <laughs> Did is, is it like wrestling? Did he win that title off Miller and now he gets to hold it? <laughs> yeah, it's just Jesus. Uh, and uh, yeah, of course, like, him and his parties are denying it of course but I've, of course. i'm pretty sure like the woman like has visible like yeah. uh, like bruises and like visibly something did happen <laughs> yeah not not a good look uh, you you had a very interesting theory that i did not even consider until you brought it up uh you want to share that one with the class man <laughs> yeah it's probably roid rage yeah i didn't even think about that but it's like wow jonathan majors got fucking huge in a very short amount of time and i don't think you can do that with just a clean diet green vegetables and jesus i think you need a little a little chemical help in a needle every so mm -hmm. often and that shit does have side effects and yeah because he was huge in ant-man huge in creed and you told me that there was even like another uh freaking like bodybuilder movie he's doing too yeah there's some movie where he's like a a, a model or like something about requires him to be like a really big physique 
Yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah maybe maybe too many big bulk up movies in a row. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's got to maybe he's got to go on whatever the rock is on that allows him to still be chill and still be uh friggin' charming and not go around friggin' assaulting people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yikes. Uh, hey, boy, it sure is a good thing that, you know, there's multiple variants of Kang, and oh, this Kang is so much of a variant, he looks totally different than it, Jonathan Majors. Well, they've set up that variants can look different. Indeed they can. I, I, I imagine if that was, like, that was, like, some foresight on, like, Marvel's post, like, well, we never know what these actors are going to do. We've been mm -hmm. pretty good so far, but let's like make it so that variants can look different just in case. Well, you know, Jonathan Majors, he went off to the uh, Terrence Howard uh, multiverse, that one, whichever <laughs> yes. one he went to. Don Cheadle is now Kang, yeah. Yeah, Don Cheadle, who, man, I love the story of John Cheadle in these movies where it's like, man, he's so cool and so chill and always takes up for the company and is a really good dude. Why are we just giving him a Netflix show? He should have a fucking movie because he's, <laughs> he's also movie star Don Cheadle, yeah. too. Like, he's a yeah. movie star independent of the Marvel stuff. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and everyone seems to love him. Indeed. So we'll be following that story as it breaks, but as it stands right now, uh, yikes. Just yeah. a bunch of yikes. Yeah, yeah. All over the place. Now, uh, moving on to a good piece of news, something that we can all admit is kind of fun, and it's one of my favorite genres of news, too. Uh, older actors not understanding the internet and leaking information they're not supposed to. <laughs> So for those who didn't know, Tony Todd, the original Candyman and new voice of Venom in the upcoming Spider-Man video game, I guess he was given some sort of like a uh, live stream interview and he accidentally let it slip that that new Spider-Man video game is coming out in September. I mean, it makes sense. It does. It adds up, which means he's probably right. and He probably did leak the right information. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that too that Tony Todd was going to be the voice of Venom mm. in Spider-Man 2 and then I got excited all over again because I'm like yeah fucking Candyman Tony Todd he's got a great voice for villains yeah he'll be great as Venom yeah he uh was it he, he was in the Flash show too for a minute wasn't mm -hmm. he didn't they also use his voice uh, it was for Savitar wasn't it Savitar or Zoom or someone yeah it might have been Zoom it might have been Zoom I think yeah it, it gets confusing because there was a couple seasons back to back where they kept getting great uh, actors and only used their voice but not yeah. their body. Freaking freaking Tobin Bell was the voice of Doctor Alchemy, and then they never he used was, him again. He was, yeah. And that really bugged the shit out of me. I'm like, no, oh, you should have Tobin Bell in the thing because he's really good. <laughs> Instead, it was Draco Malfoy. Remember that everyone when Draco Malfoy was in the Flash for a season? Man, Flash was so weird. <laughs> It really was. Zoom, Those zoom early thing. seasons of Flash were just so all over the place. <laughs> and arguably were better. Too. You know, if I yeah, ever had the yeah. time, if I ever had the time that I could divorce from, like, you know, doing all the other comic stuff that comes out every week, I would love the opportunity to go back and rewatch Flash. Uh, J Jenny Nicholson, who's, like, a really prominent YouTuber, did a great series where she, like, walked us through the entire series that was The Vampire Diaries, something I never watched, but I absolutely loved her breaking it down, a show mm -hmm. that I've never seen. Mm -hmm. And I kept thinking of The Flash when watching it, because I'm like, oh, man, so many of these things, so many of these hallmarks I recognize aren't just superhero hallmarks they're like cw hallmarks yeah you you do notice that between the shows where they, they have um similarities they have like a template yes a template you know so many things yeah. that just stay weirdly consistent yeah and i again it's, it's all because of budgets probably 
Right. I would totally, I would totally want to do that if I had the time to go back and rewatch all of it. And I'd be sure to mention like, Hey, and here in like episode three or four, he fights captain cold and this is his best episode. And everyone loved captain cold so much. He basically was never allowed to be a villain again after this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we get one truly excellent episode of him fighting captain cold. And then they never really happen again after that. And every returning episode with him as a villain and we only get like two more aren't as good. And then after that, they're already trying to make him an anti-hero and then just straight up making him a hero for legends. Yeah. 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 They make him a hero. And then they made Heatwave like a villain once. And then he yep. was uh, a hero for the rest of the time he was on the show, but it was great. I loved Heatwave. Yeah. Wave yeah. And then he became like the best goddamn thing on legends for a very long amount of time. Yeah. Heatwave of and all people. And then was also the first one and the smartest one to be like, all right, I think I can leave now. I think I've done everything I can do on this show. Yeah. And he was the first actor who did it where I'm like, yeah, you know what? Fair enough, man. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> like when it got to the final season, it's like, oh, and then I had alien babies that lived in my brain. And I'm like, yeah, this is this is probably a good sign that you can you can clock <laughs> off now. <laughs> this is this is it'll never be the same after this. <laughs> But it was good. He made it work. He yeah, made it work. He did, yeah. <laughs> he totally made it work. Uh, now, moving on to some other news here, uh, mostly comic book news. We got some stuff from both Marvel and DC here. Uh, Tony Stark is getting a brand new set of armor for a big brand new X-Men crossover that will be starting soon. And, of course, it's going to be an X-Men crossover because Jerry Duggan is writing both Iron Man right mm -hmm. now and writing the main X-Men book. Yeah. I also want to point out that this isn't Tony Stark. Oh, is it not? No, it's Faye Long. Oh, is it actually Faye Long who's getting the news? Yeah, he buys uh, Stark Unlimited. Or he he, he, he uh, takes it over. That's what the whole thing with the, what's happening in Invincible Iron Man. Someone's attacking Tony and his company. It's Faye Long. Yeah, yeah, they kind of spoiled that, didn't they, with the next page where it's like, who's this mystery person who's killed my friend and who's trying to discredit me to take over my company? It's Fei Long. It's definitely Fei Long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he takes it over and um, uses the Stark tech to make sen new Sentinels that look like yes. Iron Man. <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, that's pretty fucking dope. That's a pretty good place for a crossover. Yep. Jerry Duggan's been doing so well on both books, and I think we all knew it was only a matter of time before eventually we got that crossover. Definitely. Also, apparently, they're planting more seeds for this in the new Hellfire Gala, so even more reason to read Hellfire Gala. I have to imagine he'll be appearing in the Hellfire Gala. Fei oh, Long. probably. <laughs> he'll he'll turn he, up. Because he was there last year. Yep. <laughs> So yeah, lots of lots of good stuff coming from the Iron Man world and from the X Men world. And yeah, I've really been liking this new uh, Duggan series. I was worried to pick it up because I knew Christopher Cantwell had done so much. I thought I was going to be lost, but I wasn't. Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? It's quite good, and he picks up on a lot of the Cantwell stuff that mm -hmm. makes me interested and reminds me of conversations we've had about stuff that happened. Yes, I'm glad. I'm glad it's just not a uh, complete reboot. Nope. Love what they're doing with Riri now. She's got the ten rings, and Tony's like, "Can I trust you, or is this like corrupting you slowly? This great power." Yeah, yeah. And even Riri's like, "I don't know, man, but I'm gonna take this ride and see where it goes." <laughs> I kind of like having godlike power, <laughs> wouldn't you? Uh, now, from Iron Man and the X Men to Hulk and the Thing, they're actually getting a brand new team up miniseries called Clobbering Time. Get it? Because it's a play on it's clobbering time, but it's the two of them going throughout time and space. I, th I think they're fighting the <laughs> Celestials, is the pitch in this one. 
hey, Celestials, hey, the gods of this universe, fuck you, <laughs> is the big pitch, and I'm about it. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> I'll read it. This will be fun for me. This is from Steve Skoskos, S-K-O-C-E. I don't, I'm not familiar with him. Has he written anything you've read? Name doesn't sound familiar. No, it doesn't ring any bells with me. Hey, hey, chat, uh, does this name ring any bells with you, or are we just stupid? <laughs> Again, after 299 episodes, we're a little punchy. Mm. Oh, oh, he's Canadian, actually. He's a film oh. and storyboard artist. Uh, what has he worked on? I'm seeing a lot of indie stuff. Uh, Americana. Hilariously, he's a Canadian, and he writes a book called Americana. <laughs> Uh, what else has he done? Uh, oh, he did storyboards on The Matrix? No shit. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's a frequent uh, Wachowski collaborator. Uh, did some stuff in the early 90s, did some Cable, did some X-Man. Okay. Uh, what else did he do? Oh, yeah, he's done storyboards for I Am Robot and V for Vendetta and Speed Racer and Ninja Assassin. Yeah, that's, that's all the Wachowskis movies. There you go. Oh, and he was the co-creator of We Stand on Guard with Brian K. Vaughn. Oh, okay. Okay, so his deal is, I guess, he's always been the guy next to, like, the more prominent people. He's kind of been, like, the one under them, but now he's striking out on his own and he gets top billing now. Good for him. Yeah, happy for him. Yeah, I'm always happy to see other Canadians succeed. Good, good for you, man. Again, I, I think, I don't know if he's just writing it or writing and drawing it, considering that he's a storyboard artist. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, that's awesome. Uh, now, again, I saw the chat mentioning there more stuff for the Summer of Symbiotes, Matt. It's coming. Summer of Symbiotes will be here soon. <laughs> it's upon us. Get, 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 get your, you know, special symbiote hats, your symbiote drinks, leave your symbiote presents under the symbiote tree, because it's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> It's coming, and they finally announced what the big finale to Summer of Symbiotes is going to be, because we've got a bunch of stories going on. We've got uh, the return to Venomverse. We've got that new Carnage crossover with uh, Miles and Red Goblin mm -hmm. to celebrate, like, uh, the 30th anniversary of Maximum Carnage. Mm -hmm. Well, we finally know what the final installment in this series is, and it is perfectly, perfectly titled, I would say. You can't find a better title than this. Death of Venomverse. <laughs> so we're doing a brand new Venomverse story. They had done another one before that I didn't even bother reading. It was like a Venom X-Men crossover mm, where they yeah. were fighting things called the Poisons. And I'm yes. like, well, this sounds dumb as shit. Yeah, I remember that. I didn't read that either. I didn't either. I think fucking Sean did that back in the day, so we didn't have to. <laughs> I'm like, this is stupid, and I don't want to read it. And they're like, well, guess what? We're doing another Venomverse to coincide with the Spider-Verse, and we've got Cowboy Venom, and we've got Lady Venoms. And I'm like, well, why are you doing that? Oh, because in Venomverse, we're going to be sending Carnage out into the multiverse, and his thing is, is that he's going to try and kill as many Venoms as possible. I, we're getting a lot of stories about, like, like that particular type of multiverse story where there's like a villain Very. going out into the multiverse to kill a bunch of like their doppelgangers or like, like yeah yeah like like copies of like him or someone else yeah totally it it weird it weirdly gels right i don't know there's something in the water i know someone mentioned it the other day where they're like you know why does every story we seem to get be a multiverse story now it's popular. and like and, and as someone who's like so you know marinated in the sauce i don't even think about it anymore no, like no. yeah i guess so no, no, I know, I know exactly what you mean because, like, you, yeah, we've been reading comics for ages, and they, they've always been part of, 
comic books. It's just like in the last couple of years, they've been a bit more prevalent because it's popular. Like everyone is one now. And I guess I always chopped it up to, you know, maybe it offers writers more freedom if you can mm-hmm. just put it in the multiverse. Like obviously they're not going to kill Eddie Brock. They're not going to kill off the main Venom, but they can knock off some multiversal ones and not give a shit. Yeah. I think that's what I chop it up to. And also kind of jives with what, with what I've been reading in the Carnage book from Rom V, which I've been desperately trying to catch up. And basically Carnage wants to be a god now. He wants god power and, you know, traveling the multiverse and knocking off your most hated enemy. Sure sounds like god shit. Yep. So no doubt about that. Also, I, I hope I can have that first volume video ready soon enough. I've just I just haven't been able to to find the time to like sit down and actually film myself recording it's really Mm. annoying yeah i know what you mean and with the construction it's been super loud here too so like i have the idea i just have not had the time to do it Mm -hmm. i i wish there was more of me moving forward i wish i could divide like parasite (laughs) and have little mini me's that i could put to work while i drink fanta But yeah, Death of Venomverse, everyone, part of the big summer of symbiotes. Catch the fever. Get hyped for it. (laughs) And and you know what? I actually am kind of hyped for it is the weird thing. Like, normally I'm like, fucking symbiotes, man. That shit's dumb. They should have left that in the 90s. But all the symbiote-related books are not only good now, they're better than the main Spider-Man They're pretty good, yeah. Yeah. And big concept and everything. If Mm. you got fucking Ewing writing a goddamn primer time travel thing with Venom when you have Carnage basically being freaking Hannibal in space and you got Red Goblin being a really interesting family drama. Yeah, and you, and you can all you can attribute it all to Donny Cates. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. He breathed fresh life into Venom yeah. as a brand, being like, it doesn't need to be stupid. It doesn't need to keep rehashing 90s shit. Yeah, he restructured Venom with all, like, the null stuff and... Uh, oh. like how the symbiotes work and everything and just like made it interesting and they're still building on stuff he did yeah. the dragons yeah. the codexes it's all in there yeah <clears throat> it's all in there and it's friggin wild the the fact that symbiotes can actually live independently if they got like the weird grendel swirl mm-hmm. it's nuts man it really is it's pretty cool now, uh, from Marvel to DC, Unstoppable Doom Control, uh, Doom Control, yeah, Doom Control, we're controlling the Doom, Doom Patrol, oh, my fucking tongue, uh, is coming soon. It was going to be a six-issue miniseries, but it's actually getting a special issue ahead of its debut just because of, you know, all the fan fervor and fan support before the book has even hit shelves yet. That's really cool. I am really wondering, though, if it's just going to be the story they had in uh, Lazarus Planet. Yeah, like separate, yeah, separate it separated it out because that's what they did with um, they did that with one minute war. There was a special that came out a couple of weeks ago, and I picked it up thinking, okay, it's going to be another special because they had one before. It wasn't anything new. It was the first three issues just strung together. Really, that's yeah. weird. It's the first time they've ever DC have ever done that for an event. Like just put the first three or four issues together. And I'm like, this is so weird. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Well, it's not the last time they're going to do it either. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the solicitations, but uh, there's a new book coming out very soon called Penguin Number Zero. And I'm like, Penguin Number Zero? What the fuck is this? It's all of Chip Zdarsky's Penguin backups Backups. from his first Batman arc. Yeah, yeah. Putting it together about him faking his death and moving to Metropolis and his two shitty estranged kids who try and take over the iceberg lounge they're coming out with that because tom king is actually going to be building on that for his penguin series when that starts that's uh 
really really strange tom king actually building on something i know right i'm like wait is this is this actually gonna be good do i have to actually check this out now yeah. did, you, did you see uh his plots for uh wonder woman were revealed no i didn't actually but i know he is writing it what uh, what's he got going on as uh, she's fighting the u.s government because of course yeah naturally yeah of course i mean makes sense yeah i actually got the government the shadowy government tries to like kill wonder woman or something and I'm like yeah okay you're just writing what you've wrote in every book before yeah <laughs> now, now is that a thing in every book because i'm trying to stop and think to myself you know as a former government agent himself tom king like legit he worked for the cia does his work often come off as pro or anti government and pro or anti spy agencies i know I... he you had a lot of hand in the newer version of spiral over in grayson and he sure mm-hmm. painted them as like a pretty you know uh pretty well actually i wasn't even gonna say he painted them in a negative light he painted them in kind of a nebulous light where like yeah, the leadership it, was bad but the agents were good yeah yeah a lot of a lot of the the work he does when it when it references that sort of stuff is nebulous very neutral but like yeah. you know it's sort of like left up to the reader's interpretation but yeah it's always there it's always there he, in his work he had waller in night of the monster men mm-hmm. but again the takeaway there is that waller was evil it wasn't the spy agency mm-hmm. she was working for that was bad i'm trying to think what 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 other governmental stuff did he ever touch on uh, uh there was there was some stuff in batman uh fuck what was it i mean i guess it wasn't really government stuff more like the bruce wayne side of stuff and the, the, the thing is he he branches out into like the um was it the ptsd sort of mm. stuff that that like comes Loves from working from for, for the these, government for the government or the military and stuff like that and that they don't really care yeah i guess even heroes in crisis that wasn't so much yes. a critique of the government but it was definitely a critique of like people who fall through the cracks of these big organizations mm-hmm. which i guess you could say in that regard <laughs> the superheroes themselves service stand-ins yes yeah, well, uh, you could you could uh, make uh make the argument that that it was more like a superhero government because it was like so. the sanctuary was like their facilities and their, their, yeah, and it didn't work at all. Yeah, and how they dropped the ball. Huh. Well, you know, I'm going to give it a chance. You know what, Tom King? You're coming back to write superhero comics full time. Now, I am going to give you a chance. I, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see, see what his Wonder Woman's like. I'm, I'm, I'm little, you know, uh, I'm not really faithful in it just because like he wrote Wonder Woman before and it wasn't very good both times he did it it wasn't great yeah so we'll see we'll see yeah here's hoping if he gets a full series that it's a little closer to his superman work than his batman work yeah we can we can only assume because again my big takeaway from his batman work is i think deep down tom king secretly thought that batman sucked and he couldn't help but show it off in his thing when he was writing it i don't think he thinks wonder woman and superman suck though mm-hmm. well uh, it's saying that like I kind of get the same feeling from Chip Zdarsky, but he's doing it in a much more uh, deconstructive like, kind of way. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's not like he, there's a bit more there to it. He's saying, yeah, yeah, he's just a guy. He's not like this bat god that everyone seems to think he is. He can do amazing stuff, but it's it's you know he's not gonna like just walk away from it. It's true. Both of his big stories so far have been these kind of you know deconstructionist takes on Batman. It's like, look. 
He's obsessive. He'll keep building terrifying mm. super weapons that will threaten the entire world because he refuses to deal with himself first because he's too paranoid. And yeah. then in this newest story where it's like, look, he can't help but become Batman no matter where he is. It's kind of an addiction. And him becoming Batman was always kind of for selfish reasons. But here he's trying to fight that and have it not be a selfish reason. He's trying to refine the meaning of what it means to be Batman. Which is pretty damn interesting in its own way because a lot of writers, you know, are kind of afraid of that to be like, no, 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 his reasons for doing it are, you know, preserved in amber and can never change. <laughs> but to have Zdarsky be like, no, you know, we change the reasons we do stuff all the time. <laughs> it is good to question yourself and it's good to, you know, kind of check in with yourself every so often and, you know, maybe ask the question, why does Batman stay Batman? We all know why he became Batman. Why does he stay Batman? Yeah, and that's the question Tom King never asked. No, because he was sad. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's all. It's like, oh, well, he, he didn't do this, do well in this thing, so he'll just get really sad. Very sad. Yeah. I, I hope I hope Wonder Woman isn't very sad. I, I don't like not. to see Wonder Woman. <laughs> I, mean, she, I mean, she can be a little sad. I just don't want her to be really <laughs> sad the whole time. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's okay to be a little sad. Yeah. Uh, now, we, oh, yeah, we were freaking talking about Dennis Culver's Unstoppable Doom Patrol. Yeah, good for them getting us a uh, new issue uh, going from six issues to seven issues, especially because it looks like Warner Brothers has done or DC has done basically nothing to promote this thing ever since the show ended. No, no. Like, I kept thinking it's like it's meant to come out in March. When's it meant to come out? And like, because I keep seeing trade ads for it. And I'm like, I, uh... I'm like, where, where is this book is meant to come out? Is it is obviously meant to come out this week coming? And that's not me just saying that to you about the fear of promotion. Uh, Dennis Culver has been very good about going to other outlets and, mm -hmm. you know, the fan community and everything else and being like, look, if you want this, if you want more Doom Patrol, you are going to have to support it. You are going to have to pre-order because DC has no problem just like canceling this early or just not doing it again. Mm -hmm. So he's basically doing all the legwork himself. And like, I have that on very good authority, how far he's been working and how hard he's been working himself to try and make this happen for you, the fan. Yeah. So here's hoping uh, everyone who really loves the Doom Patrol comes out and supports it. And also I said, since the show's over, the show's not over. We had six episodes. We're supposed to get like six more. The show isn't done. Yeah. Well, they, they did the same thing with Titans where they like, for some reason, just broke it into two, I guess, to try and extend the time last it's on season. air yeah extend the last season which is a shame because like the show was really heating up we got a lot of good stuff with amortis and cyborg and everything was good mm. i uh, i maintain that doom patrol has like the best version of cyborg in anything at the moment it's he's really good he's he's the best and this season especially having him go back to detroit and hang out with his old friends again and uh interrogate his own reasons for leaving and everything and dealing with being human again it's great stuff yeah jo jovian wade should become the the like movie cyborg he, whenever he, they bring him back he really should and no one would bat an eye Everyone no, oh, would be well like, awesome. there's one person that would but we don't we give a that shit person. about that person <laughs> Yeah, we know that person. It's like, again, I know Ray Fisher. You got a real raw deal of anyone. You probably have more reason to complain. But the fact that just, it's like, just let it go, man. Yeah, he's now blaming James Gunn for, for I, I saw that too. I'm uh, like, he just oh, won't let it go. Won't let it go. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I don't get that now. Now this is getting weirdly conspiratorial. I always wanted to give you the benefit of the doubt because no doubt you were fucked over and to hear it from you know your point of view that fucking sucks and no one should be treated that way but it's mm -hmm. also like Ugh, this yeah. i would not handle it just, like this just move on it was years ago years ago 
In fact, hey, on the subject of letting shit go, we'll we'll circle back to that in a minute. <laughs> but uh, yeah, believe it or not, uh, fr- from one DC thing to another DC thing. Uh, hey, so people can't keep can't stop talking about that Shazam: Fury of the Gods, Matt, but not for the reasons you think. <laughs> yeah, again, hey, y'all really wanted to see uh, Shazam and Black Adam fight each other, and this week over social media, you kind of got that wish. As Zachary Levy and The Rock decided, you know, it would be great now. You know, it would be really mature if us two adult men just kind of snipe at each other over whose fault uh, the failure of this movie is. Which, again, I think I, I looked looked at the numbers. That massive drop for Fury of the Gods this week, mm. like ridiculous, like Morbius huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, of course it was. It wasn't particularly good movie. It wasn't a bad movie, but it was like... It was like a five, six out of ten, but like it's like, yeah, who gives a shit? And, and as we mentioned last time when we talked about it, that movie had everything working against it: mm. COVID delays, Black Adam delays, the main actor deciding three months before the release that he was going to open his dumb yapper and say stupid shit. Yeah, yeah, no connective tissue whatsoever with a movie that came out a couple of months before it that was directly related to the main yep. characters main villain you know <laughs> yep ha- ha- having the studio announce a brand new direction and a brand mm-hmm. new set of movies coming soon which did indeed have a bunch of people be like well why do i even need to see the old ones then and as i said before the answer should be because you love the art and the artistry but even then <laughs> again it was a hard pill for some to swallow and just man you would think Shazam 2 would be, like, easy, right? You think it would be easy and, like, non-controversial, and yet the behind-the-scenes and now the current mudsling shit, the director himself came out and basically disowned the movie, and it's like, well, what did you expect would happen? <laughs> and now more finger-pointing and more thumb-wagging this week as uh, Zachary Levy took to Instagram. Not even Twitter. He did this on Instagram, which I always find is a little sneaky. Like, mm, if I do this on Instagram. Yeah, yeah I always like it when, when uh, celebrities do that. Like Instagram or like a TikTok or something. Yeah. Yeah. Y- you know, the Internet's all connected, right? You know what you say on another platform will eventually make it to Twitter where everyone can see it. Yes. <laughs> Now, in fairness, he didn't even really say that much. He basically just, you know, thumbed up and agreed with a big article by The Wrap that said, you know, oh, originally they wanted a Black Adam cameo at the end of Shazam 2, which didn't happen because Dwayne the Rock Johnson is an egomaniac and he was a little pissy about the failure of his own movie and the fact that he couldn't build the DC universe around himself Mm -hmm. and Henry Cavill like he really wanted to. And he thought that the whole Shazam thing was beneath him and he didn't want to do it. Very carny wrestler bullshit, basically what we've been theorizing on the show forever, where he's like, well, that might be good for you, but not for The Rock. Yeah, yeah. He's and, gone, you know, gone into business for himself. <laughs> the definition of going into business. To quote a, a wrestling term, yeah. It re- he really went into business for yourself, which as any wrestling fan would know, you never go into business with yourself because then no one wants to work with you after that because it's a business based on trust. I need to know that you'll catch me when I fall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I need to know you won't really hit me that hard with the chair. Mm-hmm. And oh boy, did Zachary Levy get hit with the fucking chair because this guy is like, really, dude, you're going you're gonna to pick an online fight with the fucking rock? Are you serious? 
Like, look, I mean, you know, the the Rock kind of hit some bumps in the road there, but he's still the Rock. He's still one of the biggest fucking stars in Hollywood. He could still probably run for president next month and win is the thing. And you're going to pick a fight with this guy? Really? Levy just must love the taste of his foot the last three months because every time he opens his mouth... It's been it's been uh, a ride. It, it's it's been and it's been so funny just seeing because it's like, I don't think there's been a DC movie that's come out that hasn't had some sort of problem. I think Blue Beetle might be the first one, but I'm, I'm yeah. not I'm not gonna hold my breath because the, the star could always come out and be like, hey, that Andrew Tate fellow, he's he, he uh, <laughs> that he, uh, fellow has some good ideas. Yeah, some good ideas, yeah. <laughs> Ah, oh, damn it. Yeah, exactly. Can we just have one DC film that doesn't come out under, like, a massive, massive cloud of controversy and bullshit now? Yeah, yeah. Again, the the more I've seen of this, the more I've seen people say it's like, oh, that, that reboot can't come faster enough. Oh, oh, <laughs> I it's feel needed. That. It's needed. Uh, Bland Boy helped us out in the chat. Levy and Duane are negotiating WWE contracts as we speak. Source, trust me, bro. Man, they should settle it in the ring. You're right. Because we're never seeing Shazam fight Black Adam on screen. This is the next best thing. Do you remember when movies used to advertise through WWE? Like, they'd have, like, yes. the star of the movie come out and, like, yes. do a match or, like, something like that. The, the guest star era it was a whole era mm. where they basically stole an idea from saturday night live and they're yeah. like oh we should have a guest star on every week and sometimes it worked because some people were actual fans of wrestling but a lot of the time it didn't because a lot of the times the actors didn't give a shit yeah but yeah that they, they absolutely should bring this back hey wrestlemania is right around the corner hey we could put another match in there no problem Dwayne du- said he wasn't coming this year and he didn't want a match but i think he'll change his mind now <laughs> yeah levy too again in defending himself which again seems to be all he's been doing the last three months was like oh, i didn't say that i didn't mean those things just fucking like me like me you you guys don't know how much i had riding on this the rock can go and do another thing this this i was literally putting my whole career on this because let's face it didn't do much after chuck didn't do much after the first shazam and doesn't look like he's going to be doing much after this i'm sure yeah. he thought this was his audition to stay a leading man in hollywood yeah i i don't know what uh what he's going to be doing after this i, I if anything <laughs> This, this is a guy who really thought that he could, you know, do that thing that certain musicians do where it's like, yeah, I said a stupid thing. Yeah, I fought with people on the internet and really showed my ass to the world. But if the movie's good, you know, if it's a hit, if it's straight fire, everyone will forget, but they didn't. Yeah, I, I know as well, <coughs> he since deleted the tweet, but he was, he, he, he tweeted, uh, who did he tweet? Neil Druckmann, the guy who created Last of Us. And, yes, and, yes. and he's like, oh, I love the series. Can I, like, be in it? <laughs> Begging for a fucking job. Yeah, shopping for a job, yeah. <laughs> Just the most shameless. And also, I want it to be like, hey, Zachary, you know, there's trans people in uh, friggin' Last of Us 2, so, you know... <laughs> I don't want your, you know, your precious head to explode. Also, hey, when he was filming that video, which clearly he did not, you know, pass by any management or anything because it's just him talking to his phone on his porch there. Is he prematurely gray? Do they do they dye his hair I think for so. those Shazam movies? I think so. Yeah, he was really gray. That's fucking weird, right? Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm like I got a little bit of gray, but he had heaps. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, unless these last three months have just been that fucking hard on him. <laughs> yeah, he's just so stressed, yeah. I mean, they, yeah. that's a, even a possibility as well. Yeah, fucking, fucking wild. Chemdog saying, hey, Joel, do you plan on watching WrestleMania next weekend? I might not watch it when it airs, but I definitely want to watch the Sami Zayn-Kevin Owens match, and I'll watch, you know, when uh, Cody Rhodes probably indefinitely becomes the next uh, Undisputed Champion, because, you know, that'll <laughs> finish off his story. There's a couple storylines I'm following. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, now, again, that wasn't even the piece of news I meant to talk about. What I really wanted to talk about was it was announced this week that Shazam! Fury of the Gods will be hitting digital next month. Yeah, yeah, literally, like, I saw, like, that that that, uh, that Amazon thing, where, and it literally got released, like, a week after it came out. Yep. It's like, oh, yeah, it's coming out in, like, a month, yeah. Which, which that probably didn't do anything for the no, box office no. either, because now I think people have caught on. The Batman, Black Adam, everything else there, they come out a month now. DC movies just are only in theaters for a month. So why am I going to spend theater prices when I can just get it on digital later? Yeah, it, it's also interesting because I've seen a lot of people in like seeing this film uh, get critically and commercially panned. I've seen a lot of people saying it's like, oh, well, I, I wasn't going to see it because that reboot is coming that mm. reboot is coming that that's is coming in 2025 so i have to wonder like will this also affect flash that's the big question will flash stay a little longer because mm. obviously flashpoint is getting a really big uh push right now and i know it's getting a big media push because my father texted me tonight he's like hey they're advertising the flash on the march madness <laughs> yeah yeah and I'm like, oh, right on. And then I had to tell him about everything that Ezra Miller was up to. And he's like, no fucking way. I'm like, yeah, way. And he's, and I'm like, yeah, they're really hoping that Michael Keaton and Batman 89 nostalgia is going to carry this one. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Will they keep that one in a little longer? Because obviously it feels like everything they've been doing at DC and Warner Brothers is like, we just, we just got to get to Flashpoint. We just got to get to Flashpoint. Once we get there, it'll reset everything, and then we're golden. We just got to get to Flashpoint. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not even going to consider what uh, Aquaman 2 is going to make just because, like, everyone seems to have forgotten about that. I, I forgot. Yeah. I forgot yeah. there's Aquaman 2. There just seems to be this thing. I was like, we just got to get to Flashpoint. It'll reset everything, and then we can just go from there. This is This is just a really interesting time in film you know behind the scenes politics and releases and everything and just mm. wow yeah it's it's insane it, it's kind of a shit show like when you thought that like oh no james gunn's coming in he's gonna fix everything everything will get you know less crazy no it's only become more of a shit show now with everyone pointing fingers and blaming each other <laughs> yeah it, i i'm intrigued to see like once all of this is done dusted like what happens with all of that like sort of stuff all those people that are like flinging shit at mostly james gunn he's getting blamed for like all of this when he wasn't even around when any of these movies were in production <laughs> yeah it's it, it's literally that simpsons bit it's my first day <laughs> <laughs> you can't yell at me it's my first day and i'm also like still cutting guardians 3 over here <laughs> i haven't even fully moved into the new office yet you can't blame me yet though seriously though i'm sure he's pulling his goddamn hair out too because he's like what the fuck did i agree to what the fuck am i inheriting yeah yeah because like at a certain point it's like you know when does this do damage to the entire brand mm. or are people just really waiting to be like oh are these the james gunn ones okay i'll see these now with an open fresh mind and clean slate well yeah they will they'll have to like 
go full on out with the marketing in terms of like okay th these films that you that just came out shazam aquaman flash no relation to these new ones yeah it's new yeah they're really gonna have to push the all new all different dc universe yeah yeah <laughs> now with less behind the scenes bullshit and mudslinging <laughs> than ever <laughs> Uh, Eduardo Perez Rubio helping us out in the chat. Oh, shoot, I just noticed you're live. Hope you're all doing well. Have you considered putting the CMU on Spotify after 300 episodes? Maybe I should. Maybe I should finally fucking figure out how Spotify works. You should. You should definitely should. I should sit down. I, I love this job. I hate the technical side of it because I'm no good at it. It took us this long to get on, like, Google Podcasts and, like, iTunes. And, like, the Google Podcast I really wanted because that's how I listen to podcasts. I don't listen via Spotify. I don't listen uh, via iTunes. It's always, it, you know, Google Podcasts for it, me. It doesn't help that each of these places had different uh ways like of how to go about uploading it's not all yep. it's not consistent throughout all of them yep they're all different and the price points are all different if i could do it all again i would put the show on anchor because anchor is like you pay I don't know, like 15 bucks a month and they put it everywhere okay it's just that easy if i could do it again that's what i would do but i can't because we have 300 plus episodes of the show somewhere else <laughs> and i can't move them all <laughs> Unless I decide to just completely cancel our freaking SoundCloud thing and call it the all-new, all-different comic multiverse and start for No, that would be a terrible idea because then no one could find the fucking show. <laughs> that would really be shooting ourselves in the foot if I just start completely fresh. And we just pretend like it's a new show we've never done before. <laughs> we make the first couple episodes kind of shitty and scratchy with the mics and we'll talk over each other because we don't know each other's, you know, banter and movement yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a full-on reboot. I'll just speak with a British accent sometimes. Oh, you know, just because. <laughs> oh, I thought this would be really good for my career. <laughs> Doesn't that sound good, everyone? Doesn't that sound great? That's it. This is a pretty good accent. Uh, Tsunami Studio, you don't have to pay to use Anchor. You don't. You can use a free version of it, but you'll only get on Spotify and some of the other pay sites every month. Mm, mm. It sends you most... I, I know this because Capes and Crooks, Capes and Quest, that's where I put it. Yeah on anchor that's why it shows up in more places but not everywhere because mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's it's a month thing and that's fine for that show because we don't do it every month yeah yeah now moving on from troubles at dc and warner brothers to another kind of related topic maybe not uh zach snyder is going to be hosting his own convention in april i really really wanted it to be called snyder fest or zach con or something like that it's not it's called the circle that's so so pretentious it, it sounds a lot like the secret it sounds like he's gonna be like yeah. hey everyone and that's when i found the circle it sounds like he's gonna try and sell you creams or something yeah yeah <laughs> Now, I don't want to be too mean to the circle because apparently all the money they raise from this are actually being given to, like, the American Suicide Foundation. Yes, yeah, it's which, great. It, which is great and obviously, you know, something near and dear to Snyder's heart. So, you know, I don't want to rip on him too bad. Basically what it is is that it's like a three-day event. You know, you got to get your passes and everything for this special three-day event. They're going to be showing all three of uh, his DC movies. Uh, what is that? Man of Steel, Batman, Superman, Justice League, the Snyder Cut, because, you know, why would they show anything but the Snyder Cut? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Man, I would love if he showed up. It's like, hey, you know, guys, I kind of want to beat the traffic, so we're just going to throw the weed <laughs> cut in right quick because it's shorter. Yeah, my name's technically still on it, so yeah. Yeah, that would be the greatest fucking punk ever. Get all of them together, take their money on the last day, show the weed cut. Oh, God. And because he's there and they're there, they, would, they, they wouldn't say anything bad either. They'd, oh, no. yeah, 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 it's it's good. But yeah, they're they're gonna show all the movies, and then there's gonna be like a big Q and A thing. He's also kind of promoting his new Netflix thing, Rebel Moon, at the same time, which I guess is two parts now. <laughs> it's two. It's not only is it two parts, but they've also revealed that it's gonna have different versions in terms of like it's gonna be like, I guess like a PG thirteen and then an R rated version. And I'm like, you're on Netflix, you're getting carte blanche just make the r version that's the version yeah. you're gonna want why are you doing different version you, you, you don't have to do that i do, i don't get it but then again this is also the man who decided to film a whole movie in that weird aspect ratio yeah fuck clearly he has some very interesting ideas about film and now why am I bringing this up? Well, the fact is that everyone and their mothers is 100% certain, 100% uh, certain, 100% serial, don't laugh, that he's going to be announcing his next big DC project. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's... <laughs> well, he, he, he could come out on stage and say, like, I am not doing DC movies anymore. I, I, I'm moving on. To, I've got, like, all these other things at Netflix and everything. And people would still be like, oh, there's, there's still a chance. There's still a chance. Like... His fingers were like in a in a specific like sign language mode or something, you know. That's what they were saying yeah, about they had that poster that poster that I came know. out of the of the the Superman statue and say, oh, well, the fingers are like open and that means there's still three more movies to come. And well, oh, well you see, man, it's a rebuilt statue and the rebuilt statue has five fingers. Yeah, that's oh, five fuck. fingers for each movie, even though the thumb is technically not a finger, but whatever. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> The the Snyder cult is now full on QAnon. They are nerdy yeah. QAnon, is what they are. the The Snyder storm is coming. You just don't know it yet. I re I would really love to talk to Zack Snyder, just like one on one. I'm like, what do you think about this? Because clearly you see this. Well, what do you think of what you've inspired? Because I'm sure on one hand he must be flattered, because dude. He's going to sell tickets to a three-day con dedicated just to himself and give all the money to the, Pat Cox. They've already sold out, which is great. And the, great. the tickets weren't cheap either because I looked at them. They, they were like $150 per day or something. Fuck, man. That's a good yeah. music festival price. Yeah, or 170 for the last day, I think. Yeah. Jesus. Which again, hey, money to a great cause that you know that he can mobilize. But I, I would really like to know. I'm like, are you, are you really taken with this cult of personality? Does it weird you out? Do you feel you need to keep throwing them bones every so often because you're scared about what will happen if you don't? Well, I mean, the, now that you've said that he might be scared of like what would happen if he says no, I'm not doing it anymore. That's a good point because I was going to say like he's he has because he's had more than one chance to like come out and say stop doing this this is embarrassing it's not a good look for me not a good look for you you know stop it and he almost very very almost did he was on i can't remember which podcast it was but he, he like denounced like the fucking gamergate people or something he, he denounced them and they, they got really fucking pissy at him as well about he, that he and that was he, that was he, really cool i really liked that this is fucking baller but yeah he denounced a bunch of them on their own stream yeah, yeah. And, and i'm like well how did they get him and i'm like oh apparently he raffled off an appearance and i guess his manager doesn't fucking bet people i guess not no 
doesn't fucking vet people at all. Also, I love the thing, too, where people are like, oh, you know, James Gunn is the devil. He's the worst thing that happened. He didn't give us our, you know, Snyder. I'm like, dude, you know they fucking know each other, right? You know they've worked together. You know he wrote that goddamn that, Dawn of the Dead movie, right? They always seem to... I said this on Twitter last week. It's like, oh, people love to demonize everyone that's worked with, like, James Gunn because of, like, what James Gunn has said in the past and everything. It's like, well, then you have to demonize Zack Snyder as well because he wrote Zack's arguably best movie yeah for real how about that <laughs> and not and, and as well i think just just today like someone asked zach if like zach snyder will be coming uh if if uh james gunn will be coming to this snyder con thing and and james said like well i'll probably be busy with working on guardians of the galaxy 3 and editing <laughs> and everything but i'll still donate and everyone was like well he's still bad apparently <laughs> yeah he's still bad <laughs> Uh, Michael Reese helping us out there. I'm waiting for the Snyder fans to raid the Netflix studios. Yeah, when when does that happen? When do they go full insurrection on the Netflix offices? They thought they they thought um Universal had purchased the Snyderverse because they Universal is I think wherever they're holding this screening, they own like the screening rooms. Uh, so they had to put like the universal logo down on that on that poster they released so people were like oh, universal right. now own the dc rights to the snyderverse and uh <laughs> again matt you see you need to be really intelligent to understand the snyderverse oh, you gotta fuck. have a lot of you know <laughs> pattern recognition and you know a lot of you know <laughs> wheels within wheels it's all wheels within wheels it's all for us to you know deconstruct <laughs> you know he's, he's he's leaving the crumbs for us bakers to put it together <laughs> Again, it's going to be so fun. I am genuinely excited for the circle, though, because, yeah, I really do expect Snyder to do, you know, the sensible human thing and be like, yep, hey, thanks, everyone, for coming. This has been a really special moment in my life. I'm ready to put this to bed. Hey, you know, come see Rebel Moon soon. And to have, like, the people, like, riot to I, turn against him. I, I'm expecting him, like, I do expect him to, to do that. But then I also remember he hasn't done it yet. And he's had years to do it so yeah mm -hmm. i i don't think so and he wasn't Again. making things better because he in the build-up to this he released like just like behind the scenes pictures of like like batman and superman just like they were just behind the scenes and they're like oh we haven't seen those pictures before they're obviously from the new cut of justice league 2 and you know mm -hmm. that he was secretly filming and you know all, all this bullshit yeah Again, I don't know Zack Snyder. I don't know his character as a person. Sometimes he genuinely surprises me. I'm like, oh, that's pretty fucking dope, dude. Mm. But other times there's part of me where I'm like, do you like having a cult of personality? I've never had a cult of personality, so I don't understand how that type of power might be corrupting. But I feel like no one else was giving you this much endless love and adoration for Dawn of the Dead and for whatever the hell that other zombie movie was. Well, the the one he recently did, the uh, yeah, yeah, uh, fucking Vegas uh, zombie yeah, heist, Army of the Dead, yeah, the one yeah. that looked horrible, horrible. Yeah, yeah, I get the feeling you don't get the same love and admiration for that, and that's probably a hard drug to quit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Even though at some point you're gonna have to quit it because you're gonna have to let it go because the longer it goes on you look like a weirdo too to the rest of hollywood where it's like she's she's, she's not gonna call you back man you broke up yeah. like eight years ago man you're currently deep into like your two-part sci-fi epic and you're still going on about this thing that happened you know five years six ago. seven years ago 
Yeah, yeah, and maybe we never will realize your vision. Maybe if we did see it the way you wanted, maybe it would have been awesome. But we never will, and you're not special as a filmmaker because there's a lot of filmmakers out there yeah. who never got to see their vision seen. Who you know would have you know who would tell people for the rest of their careers like, man, if I got to do it my way, it would have been so sick. And yeah, yeah, and they've moved on. Yeah. There's so many. I, I mean, ask friggin' Jodorowsky about his Dune movie that he would have. They made a whole goddamn documentary yeah. about how sick it would have been, man. R Richard Stanley, the guy who originally was meant to do Island of Doctor Moreau in the '90s, they made a whole documentary about his vision and that, and it got completely torpedoed by the studio, and he just moved on. Yeah. It's it's a pretty common thing in Hollywood. Yeah. And again, again, I I don't want that to read so much as an indictment of Snyder. Or, you know, an indictment of Hollywood. Maybe an indictment of the fans. I don't know. It's a very interesting thing. Mm. This whole, like, Snyder movement and this cult of personality that has popped up around him. And I think it says a lot about people's, you know, relationship to fame and relationship to what could have been. Yeah. Well, it was, as well, there was that Rolling Stone article not too long ago that did reveal that, like, a large portion of his fan base are actually mm. just bots. That too, and then like I hear stuff like that, and I'm like, is is the whole Snyder Cut movement? Is it just like the geeky version of Flat Earth, where it's like, yeah. looks like, like all of you can't possibly be believing this, right? Some of you are just using this as an umbrella for like several other conspiracy theories you believe, mm -hmm. and it's just safer to get behind this one yeah. than to say what you actually mean. Yeah, yeah. Because, again, like, if you watch that, like, Flat Earth documentary there, it's not just, like, oh, I think the Earth is flat. It's I also, you know, only eat raw meat all the time. Yeah. And also I think the world is run by lizard people. I'm like, well, yeah, of course, because if you believe yeah. one naturally, I, I you believe the other. I stockpile ammo in my basement for the, the coming apocalypse when the governments are going to take over and – yeah, yeah yeah that's what i've always thought about the snyder cut thing I'm like this this isn't just about snyder this isn't just about dc or the movies this is there's like fucking layers to this but it, it, it but it's like of, of all the people why him that's like, true. like of all, like, all the directors all the movies that have come out like you don't see like like i remember back in the day like uh like nolan had fans similar to this but they weren't yes. as bad no, like they, they, were, they were pretentious, but they'd be like, "Oh yeah, pretentious, yeah, whatever." And but that's were, fine. There's lots of pretentious movie fans that I deal with. That I yeah. know. And there was also some merit behind it because Nolan is a good director. He's a proven yeah. direct, good director. Genuinely so. You can't can't take any of yeah. his accolades away from him. But but it's just so weird that they've like globbed onto this guy and like his this movies, guy specifically. Yeah, and his movies, which are universally panned. <laughs> Maybe maybe it's one of those situations where it's like one of the best positions you can be in is make dumb people think you're smart. Yeah, yeah. You you don't actually need to be because like if a real smart person talks, you know, you know, a general dumb person's like, well, now I'm not listening anymore. But you got to make them think you're smart. and You got to use words they understand. Yeah. Where they're like, well, we understand that there's something here and that he's trying to say something, so it must be smart. Mm. Yeah, true. And it must be something worth defending. Or not. Again, I don't know. I, I feel like they could make a great documentary about this at some point. I would like, you know, some cultural anthropologist, someone smarter than me, to truly dissect this and find out what is at the center of this. But you won't be able to do that for, you know, at least the next 20, 30 years. Yeah, until it's, like, properly died off. <laughs> until it's properly died off to kind of do, like, an autopsy of this. Yeah. Though, to be, though, that being said, I, I, I can't imagine 
you know, oh, it's 2064 and uh, the Restore the Snyderverse to Netflix is still still strong. Still going strong. <laughs> any day now, guys. Any day now. Well, hey, you know, there's the people who still say, you know, Elvis isn't dead. He just <laughs> went home to space where he's from. <laughs> That's the thing about conspiracy theories. The big ones never die. <laughs> Now, moving on to something that isn't a conspiracy theory at all, Disney apparently removes release date windows for several of their upcoming Marvel projects. And we've kind of been following this story, and we knew that they were going to be making less. And I think this is probably the next phase of that, where it's like, look, we're making less, and also maybe we should take some time with these other ones because we fired out a ton really close together. Yeah, they've uh, decided to do some restructuring with this sort of like passing them out it, they're like spreading them out a little bit more yeah. it's like okay we're not gonna have like five in a in a year we're gonna do like two or three and i think that's honestly a much better system because yes. as we've said time and time again there was a couple months there where you'd watch a show then a movie would come out when it was done and then they'd start another star mm -hmm. wars show then they'd start another marvel show then a movie and it's like okay this is my job so obviously i'm gonna do it but if i was just a regular joe six-pack i'd be like all right i gotta pick and choose some of these mm, yeah ab absolutely and as well just from a production standpoint it also means they have a little bit more like time to like write these things get them shot production like vfx all that sort of stuff yeah absolutely because <laughs> as we joked before it's like look if you keep going at this rate you're doing you're gonna kill all the special effect artists <laughs> in la and you're never gonna be able to make any more of these <laughs> so yeah probably taking a break and taking some time is good we we mentioned wrestling before there's a term in wrestling i really love and i think it's very applicable to nerd media and sequential stories in general mm -hmm. and that is we can't miss you if you never go away yes <laughs> And I think maybe it would be good if they went away for just a little bit so we can miss them. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't mind if they did like a, a year on, year off. So like a year we get like, a, you know, two or three, four mm. TV shows. None the next year. It's just like the movies, just like two or three movies. And then the next year, bring the shows back. And they might have done that if they were on regular television, but they're on an app. And so the hunger is always yeah. there to be like, oh, we, we need more stuff. We need more stuff to fill this app or people are going to unsubscribe. Yeah. And you, you would think as well that they'd want some sort of diversity in the app, not just like we need it all to be just Marvel. Yeah. Just, just, like, like, obviously, that is very popular. Uh, and and it goes into like I just heard that there was a rumor that there was meant to be an Indiana Jones TV show. I'm not sure what it was meant I to be, but it was canceled for them to focus more on the Marvel Star Wars stuff. And I'm like, well, no, put the Indiana Jones show out because that's yeah. like you know diversifying your your, your portfolio, uh, your yeah. portfolio, and what what you have on the app and everything, and new audiences and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's like you own other stuff, and I know they do experiment like with Willow, like Willow got a show, yeah. It got canceled after one season but you did it's not it. cancelled apparently it's oh, not it cancelled no really? no is the, it the, not? the writer the writer joe kazan said um it's not apparently well, they're, they're doing they're writing volume two at the moment also too you know you got the rights to alien and predator now why aren't those shows feels like you could do a really good show with them they're doing a show for that's right they are hulu it's the guy who did uh legion oh Right, and uh, and Planet of the Apes, too. They're in talks to a Planet of the mm. Apes show as well. Yeah. 
again, you know, like you said, you have other stuff you can do. It doesn't always have to be Marvel, Star Wars. Obviously, those things are really successful and yes. they're shit people talk about. But yeah, maybe uh, maybe throw in something different that you own there. You own so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you own so much. And hey, uh, speaking of something that Disney used to own, but they don't own anymore, now it's gone directly to Netflix. Uh, Power Rangers, Once a Ranger, the big 30th anniversary special trailer. This is a segment of the news I like to call shit only Joel cares about. Yeah, no, I, I care about it. I care about it. Did you see it? Did you see the trailer? I did. It looks like hot garbage, which means it's probably going to be yeah. pretty good. <laughs> probably, I know, which is always the thing with Power Rangers. Like, oh, yeah, they're all old and some of them are out of shape. That robot Rita looks stupid. I can't wait. Yeah, they discovered that. I'm sure they've probably used it in... Uh, in seasons since i last watched it but uh it looks like they've just discovered drones and yes. drones with cameras so like Lots there's so many shots. so many yeah so many shots of drone shots uh in what is very clearly new zealand uh, oh cause, yeah because yeah. that's where it's filmed just gotta save the money gotta film it in new zealand yeah actually i don't know if the last season was filmed in new zealand actually because it looked like they were someplace different mm, i could be wrong uh, they're they're bringing back because I know Rita. I know that I know for a long time they shot in New Zealand. Yes, they certainly did, which is funny because uh, due to standards and practices laws, they couldn't actually air the show on television for kids there because there was too much violence in New Zealand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which makes me laugh. The the Rita thing totally does my head in because I'm a stupid obsessive fan because it's like oh after all these years I have a new body oh I get it you're doing a take on you know after all these years I'm free time to conquer Earth. Mm -hmm. Also, Rita wasn't a robot when last we saw her. She got hit by the Z-Wave and turned into a human when Zordon's glass shattered. Then she was the Mystic Mother in Mystic Force. Yeah, I know no one gives a shit about Mystic Force, but it happened. And now, evil robot? What? Who gives a shit? Exactly, <laughs> Power it's Rangers. Power Rangers. That's my thing. I'm like, I would care, but this is Power Rangers, and the shit has always been bonkers as fuck. They brought Zed back in the last season of the show. Oh, really? Yes, they did. Zed is back, and he's fucking Jack now. Oh, that's cool. Also, too, the trailer, after like 23 <laughs> years, finally acknowledges that Thuy Trang passed away mm. in the original cast. Yeah, and I, I don't know. It was probably just trailer editing, but they made it seem like maybe, like, Rita killed her. <laughs> they heavily imply it, and Rita also uses the word kill, which they yeah. never did in the show. Yeah. That shit's buck wild. Or, yeah. like, are they really making this for, like, the 30-somethings who grew up with the series i i mean they they have to because it's it is like a it's an anniversary special yeah it's 30 and, years later and it, yeah it's bringing back the power rangers that people our age grew up with yeah all the all the original season oneers which i know some people are like well look if you can't have thui trang why can't you have aisha and i'm like well because aisha didn't come along till later it's the same reason johnny young bosch isn't there despite the fact that johnny young bosch was arguably in more than a lot of the first season rangers were mm-hmm mm -hmm. Again, it's a, it's a big, uh, big, big first season love yeah. fest, which is made all the more sadder by the fact that I don't know if Jason David Frank is going to be in it. We saw a Green Ranger in it, but it might have just been a flashback. Yeah, I, I guess, guess we'll see. I guess it's going to be sad. <laughs> it's going to be sad. What is really interesting, though, about this trailer is that Zack is front and center. You notice that? He basically mm. looks to be the lead. I'm happy with that. I'm cool with that. I am too, and it's especially interesting because if you ever watch the Power Rangers pilot, I don't mean Day of the Dumpster. I don't mean like the very first episode the that original. aired. Yeah, I'm talking about the unaired pilot that was like a DVD special feature. 
Zach is the main character in that. Yeah. He is the POV. He is front row center. He's cool and hip and he's dancing and he's joking and everything. I'm like, oh my God, he was supposed to be the lead. But because this was still early 90s television, they wouldn't let the black man lead the team. Mm. And in an alternate universe, his career might have been so different. So I think it's funny that all these years later, Zach now gets to be the guy in the front. It's I think it's pretty cool, yeah. Oh, were Johnny Young Bosch and Karen Ashley in the trailer? Did I totally miss that? Do they just look really different now? I guess so, yeah. You really? Know, just we, know, we, we, we know Austin said John won't be in it because I think he's in jail. Oh shit! Did he really did that? Oh, that's he right. he, got, he got done with for like wire fraud or something. Yeah, something stupid. Or was yeah. it like COVID shit? Was it like COVID? It, it was related to that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Really, Jason David Frank didn't want to do it. That's interesting. Huh. Well, he, he'll really? do like everything else but this. Ah, uh, he was working on his movie at the time. Oh, oh is really? that that is that that Green Ranger movie or whatever it was? Or I know he was working on something. Also, no Kimberly, at least not in the trailer, which is funny because Kimberly came back for that like new live action movie they did as a cameo. Yeah, she's she's busy directing episodes of Superman and Lois. So that's right. Yeah, she ended up having a really good second career yeah. thanks to CW and television. Mm. Man, how, how good Superman and Lois been this season, Matt? Really fucking good. It's good shit. I, I, I like the updated version of uh, Bruno Mannheim they're doing. They're giving him a lot of interesting shit to do. He's pretty cool. And also kind of doing the things that comics do sometimes where it's like, hey, Superman, you know, you do a lot to address, you know, the symptoms of crime, but you don't do enough to cure the systematic core of it. I'm like, oh, this is fun for the CW. This is a little more high-minded than they usually go. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's brilliant. It's fantastic. Yeah. The, the, the new uh, John is pretty good. He's getting there. He's pretty good. And this story must be like really personal to him because his mother had cancer. Oh, his his real life real. mother, she she's fine now. She like beat it and everything. Well, but yeah, and now Lois has it as well. Uh, Michael Reese, the whole Power Ranger thirty year special is going to be so sad without the full cast. Yeah, but you know that that's life and that's reunion shows, and sadly not everyone gets to make it there. Yeah, and and as well as like, I'm I'm kind of glad that it's who who we got now because it's it's Rangers who we're usually the secondary rangers that's true they get the spotlight yeah so we get we get us get to see him in the spotlight now uh, mk dragging there saying that uh the kimberly actress actually wanted to direct really and they said no that's oh. that's weird because she's such an accomplished director yeah. fucking let her do it yeah i i would jump at that opportunity if it was maybe like oh, yeah direct yeah. <laughs> unless it's like a star trek uh thing there where you know they didn't like it when kirk or spock <laughs> directed and they fought with each other <laughs> Is it like one of that? No, the, the Ranger actors all actually seem pretty cool with each other. There's not like a <laughs> lot of fighting or anything going on between them. A lot less drama. Yeah. They all seem to actually become pretty well-adjusted adults and go their separate ways. Yeah. But yeah, so the, the that's your freaking Power Rangers news, everyone. I'm excited for it. And you know what, Matt? I think we might actually need to freaking dust off the commentary when that comes out i think that needs to be a special commentary episode. i think so that comes out in april april yeah very soon april 19th yeah wow so yeah we'll actually get to cover that one fairly soon and i am i'm very excited well get me a big bucket of popcorn i'm gonna you know enjoy my nostalgia <laughs> <laughs> and like we said we don't expect it to be a masterpiece but we expect it to be bonkers and awesome yeah 
Also, such a missed opportunity that they already uh, gave uh, Rita and Zed a kid in one of the worst team-ups and that they couldn't bring that back. Well, you never know. Uh, this is Power that, Rangers you're talking about. They don't give a fuck about continuity it, when when it cares. That's true. Anything is possible. You you say that, and then in like the last season, they introduced a bunch of characters called the Morphin Masters, and they do a whole episode where one of them just sits around and explains plot holes from throughout the series history. <laughs> I, I shit you not. And I'm like, oh, yeah, now I know fans of the show, people our age, are writing and directing it now because only fans give that much of a shit to create a character to be like, look, every time something didn't make sense, a wizard did it, and I'm that wizard who did it. <laughs> It's literally that, and it's fucking, it's wild. <laughs> it's wild as shit. So, uh, yeah, that's all the news for this week, everyone. And I gotta say, a lot of stuff happening. Goddamn, this ended up being a really long news segment. We talked for about an hour. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll talk about the books we read this week, and I actually got a fair amount read this week. Nice, nice. Uh, should we start with Superman? I feel like we really want to talk about Superman. I think we should talk about Superman. Joshua Williamson continuing uh, his run here, and I gotta say, the first issue was not a fluke. He's got a lot of really good ideas. He's running with it. He's running with it. Yeah, we 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 get like uh, a cool idea of like, what if like Superman's rogues like were good? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, what we're if, competent. What if, wouldn't that be nice? And what if we just didn't have to keep going to to Dark Side or Lex Luthor? What if we could actually do something interesting with the parasite by having the secret order of mad scientists upgrade him to where he's more of a threat and also acts more like a parasite? He can mm. spread himself through cellular division and eventually through the air. Yeah, yeah, which is like terrifying to think. Very much microscopic so. parasites just infecting your bloodstream, turning you into a parasite. <laughs> into a parasite which sucks up all the energy in the city also great job letting the other characters in the superman family be useful and remember mm. that it's a team book over an action yeah building off what uh philip kennedy johnson's doing and and setting them up as like an actual like family of superheroes i like it a lot also yeah. uh, uh jameel the guy who does the art in this one i know he's done some other books in fact i think he's drawn power rangers in the past but man mm -hmm. fucking kills it in this it's one so i think good. he's He's here to stay. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. J Jamal Campbell is a fantastic artist. Like he's never done something bad. Also Canadian, as I discovered too. And yeah, oh, he's nice. just he's he's just on like all the shots of like you know Superman getting swarmed by the parasites and the big ice wall at night and everyone floating above it. I'm like, these are beautiful poster quality images you're giving us. Yeah, that double page spread of Superman lighting up the 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 darkened city with his with his heat vision just to see all the parasites. Like the World War Z Love it. wall of parasites is awesome. Love it, love it to death. Uh, hey, they also remember that Mercy has superpowers following yes. Lazarus Planet. Yes. <laughs> I like that. I love the idea for the Secret Society of Mad Scientists, this idea that Luthor used to be a mad scientist, then became an evil CEO, and now he's keeping all the other mad scientists down, and that's yes. why you ne you haven't seen a new mad scientist villain in, like, the last 20 years. I also love that that, that like, honors, like, his uh history because like Very. when he started in superman he was a mad scientist. it was just a mad scientist guy mm -hmm. and it wasn't until later on in through like the burn era and all that yep. stuff that he become like the ceo businessman mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's what's so great about Lex Luthor. He changes with the time and matches what is culturally evil. Because then after that, he becomes like a freaking Dick Cheney, Halliburton, governmental. Maybe he became uh, president. Yeah. He became president. Yeah, during the height of the Bush administration, he becomes president. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then he becomes like a Dick Cheney, Halliburton, behind the scenes guy, and then becomes like a cosmic cult leader for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's before it's... a bit. It's great, and and I love the designs of the new villains like Graf oh, yeah. and um, all of those guys. I like that one of the guys is just like a dude in like a, a Hawaiian shirt with like a cravat. Yes, that's great, Matt. I, I thought was that uh, somebody. People in my comment section said that the Scarface guy was, uh, or no, the Hawaiian shirt guy was Tio Moro. And Scarface guy was someone else, so like they're actually a couple people we've seen before, which they're would not, make sense. I mean, it, it would make sense, but they're not named here, so I'm not. No, I'm not. not not too sure. It could they could uh, definitely definitely did give me Tio Moro vibes, but yeah, because these are new characters, I want to say it's they're probably all new characters. Probably, but yeah, I love Doctor Graf. He looks like freaking uh, what is it, Doctor Frankenfurter? Yeah, yeah. Uh, f- uh, was it Doctor Farm, the the guy Dr. who can't Farm. who can't talk because like he'll explode people's brains or something if he talks? Yeah, yeah. T- total Black Adam vibe. Also, I love it's Doctor Farm, but it's spelt like Big Pharma. Yeah, yeah. Love those guys. They're creepy as shit. We also meet a new hero this issue. And can I say that I want this to be the new gold standard for introducing new characters? <laughs> Again, Marilyn Moonlight, who just shows up. They didn't build up to her. They didn't do like a whole big variant cover. Like, she's going to be the next big thing. So you mm-hmm. all better buy right now. No, she just showed up, looked cool, and implied an interesting backstory I want to learn more about. Yeah, so she again, uh, we, we get hints at like, like in that first issue in the in the back of it where we got those preview pages of what's coming uh we saw like superman in like the the wild west on like a horse mm-hmm. and he, he we get to see that again this time so i imagine he'll probably be traveling in time back to like when metropolis was founded or like like when metropolis was like a a wild west town or something works for me yeah Marilyn moonlight is a ghost cowboy who can make light constructs out of moonlight moonlight which then somehow powers superman's solar Ah. cells okay i read into this actually because i saw that panel i'm like this is comic book bullshit he can't power up by moonlight only sunlight no moonlight actually is just solar sunlight like bounced off the moon yeah it's solar radiation bounced off the moon and i'm like oh fuck i actually learned a thing because of this comic wow yeah it's really cool isn't it it's very cool and i'm like oh that's awesome and also that she's here to help. And also she's like, yeah, I've been here ever since you went away to War World. I'm Metropolis's nighttime defender. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess Superman and his family do usually fight crime by daylight, not yeah, nightlight. They, yeah, they wouldn't really know about her. Yeah, which I love that idea that a whole other hero can actually exist in Metropolis independent of Superman and Superman not know. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I like her a lot. Yeah, Lex again is is really good. This issue with him just like sort of berating Superman while he's in his cell, I think that's that's a cool dynamic. He's the devil on his shoulder. He keeps yeah. whispering things into Superman's ear, hoping he'll act up, but he never does. Yeah, I like that life wire still like going on about her podcast. <laughs> yep, she's totally you know an influencer who's getting punished and just isn't used to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I need the gram, man. If I don't post on the gram. <laughs> <laughs> You know, what will my fan base do? 
<laughs> yes, is the chat saying, yeah, moonlight is just reflected sunlight. Yeah, pretty cool, huh? We're learning a thing. What a great use of that. Yeah. Because usually yeah. in everything else, moonlight is its own unique thing. No, it's, not, it's just sunlight. Exactly, yeah. But yeah, Superman continues to be dope. Really liking where this book is going and really excited to see what happens next. I hope Williamson keeps updating old Superman foes. They imply they're going to do something with Bizarro because yes. that's who Graft and Farm are working on. Yes, that's come, coming up, which is really funny because Bizarro was in that last uh, issue of JSA. Oh, yeah, that's right. There was a bunch of Bizarro. Yeah, they were, like, they were like fighting him. They're like, where the fuck is Superman? <laughs> Which, which begs the question, too, which Bizarro was that? Was that the Red Hood Bizarro, or is that the Bizarro World Bizarro? Because there's technically two now. Well, the one that's in, in the Superman is, it's, is, is... It should be the Bizarro World one, because it's it's literally just, like, Superman, the Superman costume, just reversed. Yeah. Whereas, like, the, the, the Red Hood and the Outlaw one no, doesn't really wear that one. Yeah. Yeah, that was my assumption, but then I'm like, you know... Williamson's just a he's such a freaking continuity junkie. I'm sure he'll explain it. Yeah, maybe maybe they could do like a like a cool like reverse of like the Superman Reborn story we had a they couple should. of years ago where they like merge. They really should because that's one of the things that sticks in my craw that there's actually two friggin' uh, Bizarros running around. Yeah, or they, or they'll label one as like the inferior clone or something. I feel like that's a story they really missed the opportunity to tell of them fusing back together mm, mm. or doing something with it. Because I know a lot of people liked that Bizarro in Red Hood because that was the one they grew up with and that was the only one they knew about. Yeah. Though it also chapped my ass too that, you know, uh, Lobdell being such a lazy writer had to give a reason for him to speak uh, normally. Yeah. Because, oh no, I can't be bothered to write in Bizarro speak. Then don't use Bizarro if you're not going to write in Bizarro speak. <laughs> That's the rules. I, I know you've done a hundred truly terrible things, and this is the thing I'm the most mad at you about. I know, I know, right? <laughs> and that's why you don't work in comics anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Superman is great. Loving Superman. It's really good. Uh, I'm not loving Amazing Spider-Man 22, though. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> so this one was so needlessly complex, I actually <clears throat> think I read it wrong, and I actually got corrected in my video. <laughs> Because now there's time travel involved. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, see, I, I thought they got sent to another world where, like, weird Mayan creatures are destroying New York. No, that wasn't another world or another dimension. That was just a year ago. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, I didn't understand that. Also, this technically explains how Mary Jane and Peter met Paul for the very first time. This mystery man who seemingly stole uh, Mary Jane away from Peter. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out he actually worked for Dr. Rabin. He was a scientist, too. Of course, he worked for Dr. Rabin, too, and they were scientists trying to uncover the secrets of the Mayan blood runes. But wait, those aren't just any runes. Those are totems. Get it, Spider-Man? Like how you're a totem? I See, I, I, the, the, that's the one thing I've been kind of like liking about you explaining this, where is that that guy that Mary Jane married was just a guy. Yeah. It was just like some guy she met somewhere. Yeah, well, he's a little more than just a guy. Yeah, now, oh, now he's... Everyone's got to be fucking someone, doesn't they? I know. Now he's actively tied into the story. So they were fucking around with the runes, and Spider-Man has kind of a eureka moment where it's like, oh, you know, all these Mayan runes you're working with, they look a lot like the circuitry on my Spider-Verse teleporter thing, the thing that lets me do multiverse adventures. Oh, fuck. 
because, you know, this is the Marvel Universe and science and magic are ultimately just, you know, similar systems that we've yet to explain. <sighs> so it's one of those things. And Spider-Man's like, oh, well, you know, I bet if I can experiment with this, I can get us back to where we need to go or whatever the fuck. I don't know what's actually going on. It's hard to follow. And then Spider-Man fights the YF, you know, one of those Mayan god things. And Mary Jane is able to save him by putting the teleporter on him and, like, splitting the god in two. But Spider-Man gets sent through a wormhole, and we don't know where he went. And I'm like, oh, it's one of these time travel stories, isn't it? Oh, we don't need to know where he went. He just died on his way to wherever he was going. And we're going to get a new Spider-Man, yeah. <laughs> I, I can pretty much already smell the twist from here. Where it's like, okay, so Spider-Man got separated from Mary Jane. Mm -hmm. She spent way longer than a year with this Paul guy, didn't she? Yeah, it's it's gonna be some weird. It's gonna be like Superman lost some weird time dilation. Thing. Yeah, you know what it is? It's it's that episode of Agents of Shield they did where the one agent fell in love with that uh, astronaut guy and they spent a whole life together on that mm. planet where time moved differently. Yeah, yeah. It's totally that is what they're doing. I'm like, is this where we're going with it? This is the thing, huh? Okay. 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 This is what we're doing. All okay, right. Probably didn't need what. 20 issues to, to to explain that to build up to this yeah as some people said you know if they started the story here if this is where the zeb wells run began maybe people would actually have been nicer to it yeah like you could have just started the story yeah with uh like like introduce paul and just like have him like do, doing like what he was doing this issue you know the totems and everything and then he meets mary jane and then like it goes from there and sort of cascades and everything yeah, like have that be the big stinger at the end of your first volume. You know, Spider-Man gets back too late. Oh no, Mary Jane lived a long, happy life. Because they also kind of implied this in the Black Cat Mary Jane tie-in book where yeah, Felicia's right. like, because Felicia's like, oh yeah, you know, it's only, you know, what went wrong with you and Peter and, you know, meeting this new guy six months ago to which Mary Jane was like, yeah, six months ago. Yeah. Im implying that the time is different for her. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but again, you know, as much as I might not like what's going on on the page, stuff is happening, I, which I can't I save so. for Dark Web. I guess so, yeah. And everything that happened before that just felt like it was wasting time and marking time, stuff is happening. I don't like what's happening, but stuff is happening. <laughs> and I give it all the credit in the world for that. They're also trying to hype up the next run. They're like, hey, everyone, after this, we're going to do a Doc Ock story. Don't go away. Oh, God. <laughs> Doc Ock, another poor character that's really been trapped in limbo, metaphorically, not literally. Yeah. You, you ever realize how fucked Doc Ock is as a character where there's some people who are like, no, he should be good. He grew too much, and that superior story was too good. I don't like to see him resort just to a bad guy, but then have other writers be like, no, but him as a villain is great, though, and he's like one of the most important Spider-Man villains, so we can't just keep him good forever. Yeah, yeah. He's really one of these guys who's, like, trapped in a situation where, like, the one story where he went good is too good. <laughs> <laughs> and so now they don't really know what to do with him. Except for Chip Zdarsky, who makes him, like, sick awesome in Devil's Reign. Yeah, it makes him really cool. Yeah, more of that, please. Yeah. Yeah, so that that was the long and short of Spider-Man. Uh, I, I don't actually fucking know what's happening anymore in this book. <laughs> and maybe that's their plan, where it's like, look, if we just confuse everybody... <laughs> Then maybe they won't know what's going on. If they don't know what's going on, they can't be mad at it. <laughs> you you can't say you hate a story if you didn't understand it. And I will freely admit I did not fucking understand it. Didn't this. understand it, yeah. Didn't understand a goddamn word of it. <laughs> 
what else did you have, Matt? Uh, I had Deceased, War of the Undead Gods, issue 7. I had this too. I read it right before we started because I knew you'd probably want to talk about it. Yeah, the plots are all unraveling now and it's not very good. <laughs> yeah, everyone's getting fucked. Yeah, no, well, not just that, just like there's just so much shit that's going on that doesn't need to even be there. Why is Lobo here to save the universe? We don't need him. He, his story came in too late. Uh, it is true when Lobo showed up. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot he was in this. Yeah, uh, Alfred becoming Spectre just to deus ex machina everything and just turn up with the cure off page. It's it, fine. It's the one time they win. Yeah, yeah, the, the one time they release all these Kryptonians, which is which I feel like is a story that should have started in like issue two. Probably. Like, because it's like, okay, you've unleashed all these Kryptonians. That's like a whole another fucking thing you've got to deal with now. <laughs> it's funny when the other Kryptonians showed up there. I'm like, oh yeah, so this isn't going to be the last one, huh, Tom? Yeah, yeah, I got that feeling. Like, oh, you're 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 saying that this was the last, all you know, the final chapter. But yeah, hmm, I don't know. For, for for all the marbles, yeah, no. When all those Kryptonians uh, got out there, I'm like, oh yeah, this is definitely going to continue. I did like, uh, what is it, Cyborg becoming the new Brainiac? That was cool. Yeah, that was really cool. I, but again, that I, felt a bit too late because I'm like, okay, you started that story. Now we're going to end next issue. I've I've pitched that idea several times, and I also like them bringing it back to the original, where like Vic blames himself mm -hmm. for you know dooming the world originally, mm -hmm. and so he tries to save all these other worlds. And I'm like, wow, that's a really cool story. Why wasn't this about him? In yeah. fact, just War of the Undead Gods really hasn't been about anyone. Hasn't There's no focused main on character. anyone. No, no. I mean, maybe Alfred, but that's about yeah. it. Uh, we had this whole story of uh, Big Barter and Mr. Miracle's son Jacob being kidnapped, and it was like a build-up mm. in in like a digital uh, comic as well that started before this. That's right. Uh, and it just ends in two pages where where Jacob just fucking murders his father, and that's never seen again in in the issue. Damien gets turned, and then two pages turned later back. is turned back. You yeah, know. I guess I, I guess I didn't think about it. I guess I was so blinded by the light of like, hey, they're actually winning. But yeah, when you put it that way, I'm like, yeah, I guess a yeah. lot of this was too easy to fix. Even Dark Side at the end being like, well, I guess I'm on your guys' side yeah. now because I don't like Urubis, this mystery villain, who again we yeah. have not seen her. Yeah, from. again we haven't seen or heard like haven't had any like real you know stuff with that villain or anything. And again, like it wasn't so much that it was all easy to fix. It was just just so much of it that it just had to be rushed through yeah right like, i have all these it. ideas that i want to put into this into this book but i don't have any room for it because it's only eight issues yeah we also destroyed war world but we've also not dealt with supergirl yet who seemed yes. like she was going to be way more important than she was yeah yeah we still got her and all the uh, yellow lanterns uh the it the page with the kryptonians that seek to imply that because there's two prominent kryptonians which i think are meant to be uh Kara's parents oh one that would the house and the guy looks like uh Zor-El um so then obviously in the final issue it's going to be them talking with her their daughter or something like again right. it's like all this all this stuff that should not be coming up in the final final issue you know yeah yeah, this does feel like, hey, you know what, I had so many ideas for the first two or four, depending on how you count mm, it. Mm. This is this is just kind of all the ideas I had left. Yeah, yeah. It, just, it just kind of feels like maybe he knew he wasn't going to get another series, and it's like, okay, I'll put all of these into this. 
where I got to yeah. end it now. Huh. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I think you changed my mind on this one, Matt. I came in yeah. being like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. And then it's like, no, actually, the more I think about it and the more you say, I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe there were some problems with yeah. this one. Yeah, Darkseid teaming up with the heroes is pretty cool. though. We, t- we don't see it all the time. Yeah, but I did expect, because this was Tom Taylor, I fully expected him to be changed back and then, like, immediately murder Superman. Yeah, no, like, he still it's is. fucking dark side, you know? <laughs> yeah, he, he still is the Yellow Lantern. I like that stuff stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, they brought back a Cassandra Kane as, like, the new champion of Magic Shazam, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that's stuck too, huh? Yeah, that's just been there in the background, you know? <laughs> that's the thing about it where it's like tom taylor has built a whole breathing you know living world that is the deceased diverse but he's the only one who gets to write in it where it's like you know yeah. what I, I usually hate the idea of oh this should have tie-ins but this probably could have had tie-ins to you know uh flesh out some of these stories more this should have had tie-ins and not uh dc versus vampires which i don't think is still not done i think that is, is seriously not? i i think that is still going jesus christ because they had like they had two tie-ins and then they had a whole other series which was like six issues in, that's weird in amidst this whole dc versus vampire stuff which in itself wasn't too interesting huh. well from tom taylor to tom taylor i also had nightwing this week and i also felt this one was a little lacking too actually oh no really <laughs> i know well it's a middle part of a story is yeah. what it is uh, you know, Dick got knocked out by a demon in the last issue so he could steal his form and infiltrate the Titan safe house and kidnap mm. Blockbuster's daughter to square a devil's deal. Oh, with yeah, they're, they're, they're referencing the Batmite, uh, the Nightbite story. They sure are. They're building a whole thing around this. The, the problem with this thing is that it's not just a Dick story now. It's a whole Titan story because it's planting the seeds for the Titans book the that Titans will be coming. Book. Yeah. And the problem is, is that, like, you know, not everyone has skin in this fight, right? You know, you probably didn't need all of the Titans here. Like, obviously, Raven is here. Makes sense because, you know, this is a whole demonic caper and she knows the demon magic in her father's Trigon. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense for Beast Boy to be here because he's got a special relationship with the kid and they're literally staying at his house. Nice. But then, like, when Cyborg shows up and Starfire and Donna and everyone else, where it's like, well, clearly this, you know, shape-shifting demon is no trouble, and he isn't. Mm-hmm. In fact, they really paint him as an idiot because he doesn't know anyone's powers, and he doesn't even know that Nightwing wasn't super. <laughs> when he stole his powers, I'm like, oh, this guy's just a fucking idiot. And then it's like, well, yeah, of course he would be. Neuron, he, he signed his soul away to Neuron, so of course he's stupid. <laughs> In fact, we find out he's like a loser Superman villain called the Skies Master who was sick of people making fun of him, so he made a deal with the devil. <laughs> I don't even know that Superman villain, the Skies <laughs> Master. I think That's he's what? made up. I think he's new. I think he's a retcon. I don't even think he's an original old yeah, Superman okay. villain. Yeah. And, and the big long and short of it is, is like, well, Neuron's never going to stop sending people after this little girl. I guess we're all just going to have to go to hell and steal uh, the devil's contract back. Oh, no. <laughs> and for anyone else, that would be a problem. But Dick Grayson's like, fuck it. We're the Titans. Let's do it. This is the shit we do as a team. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, this, the scope of this feels a bit too blown out now it is that's the problem with it where i'm like this really should have been a titan story and it maybe was meant to be a titan story and taylor was like well i'll just do it here in the nightwing book and don't get me wrong love dick hanging out with the titans it's great you love to see it i love that the series feels so interconnected but this is like a nightwing problem and it probably should have stayed a nightwing problem yeah yeah 
I mean, you have the same problem with Batman. In fact, this issue is probably a pretty good indication of why Batman doesn't call the Justice League all the time to deal with the issues. Yeah, right. Because if he did, then it's like, well, why are they having such a problem with this? They should be able to clean this up in seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, especially when they actively go out of their way to be like, no, this villain is, like, stupid and bad at his job and was sent basically on a suicide mission by the devil. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, they could turn it around in the next issue and they could have Neron be like, yeah, I fucking sent a loser after you because I knew you'd come to hell and now I can fight you on my turf. <laughs> in fact, I'm almost certain that's where they are going to go with it. Where Neron's like, no, I wasn't going to come to Earth to fight you. You got to come here to fight me. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was all right. It's not the worst thing ever, but it was just kind of like I've had the, the, the stakes don't feel high. The stakes feel very low. It feel, yeah, really weird stakes as well. Yeah, like no one was ever in any trouble in this story, mm-hmm. like from the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. I, I did have fun with the title, though, uh, when I put this up on my channel. I called it A Tale of Two Dicks because it is two dicks. It's <laughs> Dick and Dick fighting each other. <laughs> And literally my video, because there's not much to say about the story, I'm just like, can Dick beat Dick? Can he beat him off in front of everyone? Will everyone watch this? <laughs> Who could beat off their dick quicker? <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, he thought he was a real hard man, this fake Dick, but he wasn't. Because <laughs> only real original recipe Dick has the bowels to get jobs done. <laughs> yeah, and that's why he's America's Dick. <laughs> But yeah, it, it was fine. It was just like, eh, not your best work, but that's all right. It's the middle child of a run. I, I hope once the Titans book gets up and running, we can get more solo Nightwing stories. Yeah. They actually announced one they're going to be doing soon. It's going to be a whole POV issue where we literally see a day in yeah. the life of Nightwing through his eyes. That looks really fun. Very. And again, it's, it's it's experimental. They did that before where they did an issue that was just like one unbroken shot. Yeah, that, that one was really cool. I'm glad they can experiment with the art on Nightwing. It just doesn't have to be one thing. Yeah. Uh, what else did you have, Matt? Uh, I had World's Finest, issue 13. Oh, yes. This is still going strong from Mark Wade. We're post-Lazarus Planet now, so is he able to put more uh, love and care and attention into this one? Yes. Yes, he is. Well, that's good. Uh, Simon Stagg is murdered. <sighs> oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, he's murdered in Metropolis. And, uh, you know, uh, Batman and Robin had just got done with a team up with uh, Superman and Supergirl. So they, they go and investigate. Superman investigates. And they find that, like, he was murdered in his hotel room. He was poisoned. And uh, the room was locked from the inside. So, like, who, who did it? Who did it? Hey, hey, Metamorpho, did you do it? Did you do it? <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that because he's the prime suspect because he's working well, yeah. for, for Simon Stagg. He's uh, Simon Stagg's bodyguard uh and uh the whole issue well most of the issue is uh sort of a reiteration on metamorpho's origin sort of catching people up on who he is as a character you know, who rex mason is and mm. uh it's interesting because in the last couple of issues we've had like robin and the supergirl as like the secondary leads in yeah, this in, cool. in this issue jimmy olsen is the secondary lead because oh. uh clark uh agrees to work with him on the story give him part of the byline on their reporting of simon stagg's death um and so in the background of uh batman and superman investigating this jimmy is also doing his own investigating uh and looking running down leads on who could have killed uh killed him and everything and well, that's fun batman and superman go and find uh metamorpho who is actually in metropolis at the time uh and he was thwarting a robbery at the uh Mu- metropolis uh history museum mm-hmm. um and yeah he he uh 
doesn't really uh, make his case well because he's only interested in uh, Sapphire Stag, Simon's daughter, mm, who he's dating. Naturally. Who he's dating, and he doesn't Always really, the case. Doesn't give a shit about Simon, so Batman's kind of wary. Superman, of course, wants to, like, trust their friend because they've known him for years and everything. Um, and then, yeah, Jimmy finishes up his story, shows it to to uh clark clark doesn't buy that this guy did it uh but everything points to it and then there's a really cool twist um mm-hmm. rex mason didn't kill simon stagg bruce wayne did what? And bruce wayne gets arrested <laughs> oh shit yeah these these feel like real golden age throwbacks they that do. wade is doing they do they're great these feel these all feel like stories like they don't tell them like this anymore. Yeah, uh, uh, it was great. It was great. I like that it was like a lot of the issue was Metamorphose origin and like retelling how he got his powers. And uh, Dan Mora's art was really great. It was great body horror showing mm-hmm. Metamorpho like basically melting out as a man and coming back as, as Metamorpho <laughs> and everything. Yeah, it was, it was cool. So cool. Always a character I thought who could do more. His powers are like really OP. When, Tell you me think, about when you it. think about it, he can take his body's elements and combine them into compounds, and there's no limit to what he can do. And the fact that they've kept his, like, very weird original design after mm. all these years. Yeah, yeah. I've I've always been a Metamorpho fan. I always thought he was capable of more than they gave him to do. Definitely. Also, the chat's just reminding me there, Punisher 10 came out this week, and I totally missed it. I guess I'll have to go pick that up when we're done. <laughs> That's that's not like me at all. Usually, I'm right on the Punisher train. Yeah, usually you are. Usually, I am. That uh, it's been great. Actually, it's probably going to be ending soon because I think there's only like two more issues left. Oh, really? Holy well, shit! Well, yeah, because it was. I got to pick this back up. Well, it was always going to be a mini series. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was always going to be a mini. Uh, now, I guess the last book I read this week was uh, Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants, number two, a continuation of Sins of Sinister. Nice. I haven't read this one yet. Uh, this one's pretty dope, and the twist is genuinely awesome, so I do not want to spoil it for you, oh, actually. Go ahead, go ahead. I don't, I don't oh, care. Yeah. I mean, you're going to read it anyway, so <laughs> whether you hear it from me or read it yourself. Uh, we're 100 years in the future. Uh, Asteroid S has actually grown into a full-on space station with its own unique culture, wherein the survivors of the Sinisters literally worship Storm. Mm-hmm. They call her the goddess. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she basically is. So I mean, no lie. She's obviously not still alive because, like, the end of last issue, it implied that like she died. Because uh, like, she Mystique... did live, apparently. Oh, okay, yeah. Because Mystique like stabbed her, didn't it? she? She she survived, but she never gets out of her chair. So maybe she just crippled her. Ah, so she's like an Xavier now. She she comes in in a very Xavier s chair. Nice. Also, because it's 100 years in the future, you know, her team is like a lot of aliens and some chimeras and like a bunch of other people who didn't make it. Korra is still alive. Uh, Cable is still alive, though he goes by X-Man now. Okay. And his body is like a living repository of like mutant history and everything. He's like bioorganic, not just metal. Huh. It's a whole thing. Uh, John Ironfire is still there. Uh, Marvel Boy, uh, Novar is an old ass man who watches the door now <laughs> which i laugh like hey, you were a marvel boy now you're an old ass man this is 100 years in the future uh destiny comes to check out storm because it's like oh yeah freaking mystique is dead we found out in the other book mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and destiny's like yeah she died and now i have nothing left to live for i let this horrible future happen so i could be with the woman i loved and we were for decades 
but Raven is Raven at the end of the day. She refused to back down from a fight, so she started her own team and went on a suicide mission against the Sinisters and never made it back. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's really sad. Yeah. Where Destiny's like, and now I have nothing left, and you know, now I just want to help you. Because here's the thing, 100 years in the future, Storm isn't fighting the Sinisters anymore. She's fighting the Compact, that group of aliens, and we find out that the Compact is actually being led by Stellaris. Oh, interesting. And I'm like, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense because Stellaris wouldn't be working with uh, you know the Sinisters and the Chimera mutants and everything. Mm-hmm. He'd be doing his own thing. Yep. And he's turned the world farm into a death sphere. It's, it's a fucking Death Star. <laughs> It's a goddamn big gold Death Star. Nice. Where he's where he's compiling his information and doing his villainous shit. <clears throat> and we literally have the X Fighters, which it's just, it's just the scene from Star Wars. <laughs> where they all have mutant names, but they all have call signs call on signs. top of this. Yeah. And it's 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 X Wing or it's a, it's X Ship Red, X Ship Blue, <laughs> X Ship Gold, and I'm like, of course, because all the old books, X Men Red, X Men Blue, X Men Gold. They should be allowed to call them X Wing. I mean, Marvel and like like Marvel they Star should, Wars right. comics and Disney owns both of them. You know, <laughs> they basically should. Right. The idea being is like, look, we got a small fleet, but if we have Korra supercharge Destiny's power to see the future, we can literally outmaneuver everything that Stellaris and his people will throw at us. Oh, nice. <laughs> And they do, and the plan is we're going to get inside, and we're going to blow up their artificial sun, and in doing so, kill the Moiras, destroy Sinister's old lab, and restart time the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> and they get inside. They do the thing. They're about to do it, and then Storm kills Destiny. Because <laughs> Storm's like, yeah, I'm still pissed off about you guys betraying me 100 years ago. Yeah, right. But also, more than that, here's the thing. I have been alive now for 100-plus years in this future. This isn't a dark alternate future to me. This just is the world now. (laughs) This is the world now, and I've seen way too many people that I love come and go and die and sacrifice themselves. To restart time at this point would just be to spit in the face of their memory, and I'm not Mm going to do it. Mm. (laughs) I I don't actually want to stop the Age of Sinister, and I'm like, fuck, that's pretty cool. Nice, nice. But before she goes, though, Storm's like, look, you know, they call me the goddess. I didn't just sit on my hands for 100 years. I was already an incredibly powerful Omega-level mutant. But in that 100 years, I've also activated the magical side of my family. Now I can do both. Oh, no. (laughs) So she creates a massive solar storm in space that rips open a wormhole and wipes all of Stellaris' computers. Oh, fuck. So all the information he gathered over that 100 years is completely gone to him now. So he won't be able to create the Dominion to fight the AI. He's <laughs> lost, basically. It is back to square one. Oh, nice. And then she takes her people storm through a wormhole to an uncharted part in space and says, we're going to build a new Erico here. This is where our new community will be. Cool. And then she actually dies. Oh, <laughs> Because, again, this has also kind of been a weird theme in this story about killing your gods. They killed Hope in the Immoral X-Men, and now they kill Storm here because we're going to be jumping a thousand years in the future where they're all going to be like the gods of old, basically. Yeah, yeah. Which is really fucking cool, and I just thought, man, for all you power scalers and everything, it's going to be hard to top this for Storm for a bit. (laughs) Hey, remember when 100-year-old Storm tore a goddamn wormhole open using (laughs) storms and magic? Oh, that's awesome. And nuked an entire fucking space station with information. Oh, that's cool. It's excellent. It's great stuff. And also, fuck, you know, I, I keep thinking I know where this series is going. Then they totally flip the table. I know, right? Yeah. 
And I just love this idea that we see so many dark timeline stories, but very rarely do we see a character being like, no, this is just home to me now. <laughs> I've accepted it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've accepted it. I've lived here for 100 years. Setting it back would just fuck everything up. And it's true, too, because like we see Sinister like actually kind of coming around to seeing everything he did as wrong, his literal sins. But you know that if he succeeds and sets everything back, he's going to be a bad guy again. Yeah, yeah, he's just going to no go back to it and no one will know. And no one will remember any of this. And I'm like, oh, well, that's how you get out of this. People need to remember because there's nothing stopping Sinister from just trying it all again. Yeah, yeah. So, like, maybe he'll find a way to, like, send a message to himself in the past or something. to be like, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do, do something different. <laughs> Take up knitting. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, Sins of Sinister continues to be a really fucking fascinating story. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's, and, it's really cool. And to think that this, like, comes right off the uh, heels of Judgment Day and that Gillen basically did fucking two back-to-back. -back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? What a fucking machine this guy is. Yeah. I don't know what he's getting paid, but he deserves a raise. <laughs> and yeah, that was the last one I read this week. Cool. Uh, the last book I had was uh, Star Wars Hidden Empire issue four. Ooh, the so empires are still hidden? The empires are... Yeah, sort of, sort of. Yeah, the, the, this is <laughs> this is Charles Soule's uh, big Star Wars event that's going on uh, issue four or five. Right, um, yes, you were telling me about this. Yeah, this, this issue is, is actually pretty fucking cool. Uh the the emperor and vader like they they talk about like the fermata cage which is uh if you can remember it's like this cage that uh kira found and kira and crimson dawn found that might contain a sith lord that was trapped in a piece of time within mm. the fermata cage and she plans on opening it and that obviously threatens uh palpatine and vader's rule um, sounds pretty bad <laughs> yeah yeah just just a little bad um so, Look, I'm just saying, if you ever find an ancient tomb, <laughs> don't open the ancient tomb. Vader almost got got away with the Fermata Cage when he found where uh, Kira was hiding it, uh, but her um, people stopped him, and they got away, and they they found that to open the the Fermata Cage, they need like a heap of like living energy, uh, mm. and because it like sucks the life force out of like dark side things, and so uh, Kira's archivist takes it to the Axumite Station, which is the uh, which is it's like a big garden in space, in like a space orb, and it's the same garden that Snoke was in in the I was Kylo Ren. Gonna, you beat me. I was yeah. gonna say, is that fucking Snoke's garden yeah. that went unexplained? Yeah, yeah. It's it's just come back, it's come back, and she's bringing it back. She's taking it there because it's full of life and everything, and she's planning on opening it, and it's just gonna like kill the garden in in exchange for opening the uh, the the lock. Uh, while that's happening, Kira has uh, in last yeah last issue she revealed that she actually has like a hidden fleet of like Ooh. ships and everything, and she's like rallying all her people. And all that crime money, you know, can pay for a lot. <laughs> she actually she, her reasoning was like like we're in like we're we're in the criminal underworld, and we she's seen so many people with like fortunes just wasted on just like useless shit. Yeah, Jabba keeping it in a yeah. big ass room. Yeah, and so she's decided. Well, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to build an army that will rival the Empire. <laughs> uh, and and she does that, and uh, she ends up in this huge, huge fucking space battle with uh, Darth Vader's uh, super star destroyer and a bunch of other star destroyers. Nice. And um, this is fucking huge battle. And this is remember this takes place between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Yes. Uh, 
and so there's this huge fucking space battle that just happened that no one mentioned before this uh but we're not going to talk about that because yeah <laughs> um and yeah it, it, it was written from the archive records you know it was erased that's yes yeah jocasta knew couldn't find it in the jedi archives yeah didn't didn't happen um, uh, and yeah, the, the 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 end of the issue finds uh, Palpatine and Vader leading a boarding party onto like her flagship to like kill her. Nice. And, and it's like Palpatine and Vader like cutting through people with their lightsabers. It's pretty awesome. See the Emperor getting involved in this. Yeah, which you never see. And I mean, no. I guess she ultimately can't make it right because she's not in the other ones and they don't talk about her. So I'm guessing this is the end of her trilogy and her I mean, final stand, probably. I mean, maybe. I, I they they have charles soul has been signposting throughout this entire trilogy of events that kira doesn't mind if she dies as long as the emperor and and like palpatine are like wiped out because because that's the thing she doesn't have a beef with the empire it's the sith that are running it right what a what a wonderfully weird journey she had from being in that solo movie to now getting like a whole big star wars trilogy of comics dedicated to her it's cool it's cool but it's also kind of disappointing because it just means they they weren't planning on bringing emilia clark back in live action yeah what a wasted opportunity because they wouldn't have been able to do any of this if they had plans for her in live action well don't worry she might be the scroll queen yeah that's true and she could always like if she does survive she could always appear in like mandalorian that's true which i mean mandalorian now basically seems to be a place where you can do anything now yeah we can have ahmed best come back as oh. as, as keller and beck from that oh. from that legends of the hidden temple tv show they did a couple of years ago didn't that just feel so fucking right like so they cool. did it before when they dressed up the old clone uh clone wars era freaking nabu cruiser and the you know uh, undercurrent of it very clearly being like look you know we're going to reclaim stuff from the clone wars prequel era that fans were always bitching and complaining about but we're going to make it super cool and awesome because this mm-hmm. is mandalorian and we do that and to see them go to the next level of it by letting ahmed best be fucking awesome it's so cool it's beautiful it's so fucking nice you love to see it let's get jake lloyd back what's up man oh i I don't know i know he he like went to jail like Uh, mid-2000s and i think he's had some problems mainly stemming from what happened to him he's his shitty upbringing as a child star (laughs) yeah well maybe in a couple of years if he stays on the straight and narrow we'll bring him back as something yeah maybe yeah because again, you know, I, I love the idea that the Mandalorian isn't just a great show, isn't just a great Star Wars show. It's also like an engine for repurposing and yeah. fixing the mistakes of the past. Yeah, making things in those, uh, in those like older films that weren't too good, like giving them a bit more meat. Which, which, in fairness, I mean, that's always what Filoni was always about with yeah. the Clone yeah. Wars show and everything. So yeah. this is really just an extension of that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, anyone else could have, like, shied away from it. It's like, hey, we want you to make a Clone Wars show, but don't the fans hate that? Isn't that, like, a really reviled thing? Yeah, but you could make it good, though. Yeah, yeah, if you tell all these good stories, yeah. Yeah, again, stories win out, and people like Star Wars. People want to like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, oh, God, that was so beautiful to yeah. see Ahmed Best back there. I, I, no one had spoiled it for me, either, so, like, no. by the time I shot, I'm like, yo, fucking <laughs> it's him! <laughs> I had a total moment there. I had a real just moment to myself there. 
Also, Grogu having like a little uh, friggin' Nom flashback there. Yeah, it's always fun. And I like that they used the same theme of, what, of how uh, Din had his flashback with the machine making oh. his armor. And uh, Din had that in the first season when he had the flashback to how he was rescued by Death Watch. And now Grogu oh. had the exact same effect, but he was rescued by Jedi. I didn't catch that. That's actually super yeah. sweet. Yes, it, it's pottery. It, it rhymes. It does rhyme. <laughs> I, also, I also genuinely love, uh, what is it, Grogu hanging out with uh, the children of the Watch, and it's basically like fucking summer camp. <laughs> <laughs> and getting to see Din be a bit of a stage panther. He is too small for the trials. He will do it. I am his guardian. Yeah, die for the knife. Die for the knife. <laughs> yeah, die for the shoot him with the thing. Shoot him with the thing. <laughs> uh that's and even grogu being like well geez you know i left the jedi order i didn't think i'd have to do stuff here <laughs> i thought it would just be you and me flying around the universe you know eating frogs eating, and getting into yeah, adventures eating frogs and blue oreos and yeah I, I didn't know there'd be like a schooling portion of this dad <laughs> oh man if i was grogu i'd be making up so many lies to the mandalorians i'd be like luke and the jedi let me stay up till 10 and watch cinemax <laughs> they did well we let you play with guns <laughs> yeah, guns we're and cool. explosives and we're gonna give you a jetpack and oh, yeah we're cool we're really cool <laughs> <laughs> and them getting around the front like why doesn't he have to wear a helmet well because he can't speak yet and if you can't speak the way then you don't get a helmet i i guarantee you his first words are going to be this is the way I, I, oh. I, they're setting that up they're, they're absolutely setting that up <laughs> that would be funny Oh, or oh, oh, he's like first words like nine eleven was an inside job or something. You know. <laughs> the way this is, yeah. <laughs> Will he speak in reverse? Because remember, Luke Luke mentioned that in Book of Boba Fett. Like, do you speak in like riddles? Are, are you yeah. a fucking weirdo? <laughs> yeah. But was he just fucking with me, Master Yoda? It's been thirty years, I, and I truly I, wonder: was he just fucking? I with do me? like that. That is like one of the first questions Luke asks one of Yoda's species. It's like, do you yeah. all speak like this one, or is he just? like fucking with me <laughs> hey man because like i heard rumors of this other lady yaddle and apparently she didn't speak like yeah that. she sounded like bryce dallas howard and yeah, yeah what's up with that <laughs> i just really want to know man <laughs> someone in the chat saying the real mandalorian was grogu all along <laughs> well yeah yeah no, the mandalorian isn't so much like din it's like it's din it's grogu it's it's fucking uh bo katan yeah it's anyone which, man, what an interesting journey Bo-Katan is going on in this, too, where it's like, I would like the Mythosaur on my arm. Yeah, because I saw it. But I also like that the the armor is, like, kind of gaslighting her and being like, ah, oh, you didn't Very. see shit. You didn't see... It makes me think that she doesn't want to, like, no. come back to that. She wants to, like, to keep the cult as the cult. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Oh, she, she's a total cult leader, the armor, yeah. and I wonder if they're going to talk about that. Also, I wonder, are they ever going to bring up the fact, too, that she's the only one who has horns on her helmet and weren't the horn-helmeted mm. Mandalorians the one who worked the for evil. Maul? Yeah, yeah, the evil ones, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I wonder, will that ever come up? Will we ever get a flashback from her point of view and be like, yes, we had a great leader once. His name was Maul. Yeah. We need someone to, someone like Fen Rao to come in and be like, this this woman's bullshit. Yeah, she's full of it. She sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Or, hey, even Sabine, when we inevitably yeah. go there. Well, Sabine and Fen'Rael, because they were together in Rebels. 
That's right, they were. Hey, here's a good question, too. Obviously, you know, the show's going on and doing other stuff, but the big, like, urgent, uh, overarching thing is they were attacked by a big Imperial fleet, and they're like, well, how the hell is that possible? We took care of Gideon. There shouldn't really be any other ex-Imperial warlords of that size. Mm. Who, who do we think the new big bad is? Well, I think it might be someone who might be a bit blue. That's what I heard, too. I heard it's like, well, it might just be fucking Thrawn, because they got to build up to that goddamn uh, Soka show eventually, which means they're going to have to deal with Rebels. And we saw the space whales yeah, I was going to say, they're, 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 they're strongly hinting at it. It's either going to be Thrawn or, like, someone under Thrawn's command that has come back from uh, the unknown space regions. Yeah. yeah, the new beyond and everything, yeah. Which would be pretty freaking dope, because it's like, well, yeah, I guess he would be the last highest-ranking guy mm thrawn and he probably he disappeared with a whole fucking ship and a whole fleet and everything so it makes sense that they'd all be working for him now yeah. i would also like him to come back and like <coughs> and like gideon has like tries to act like oh, i've been doing this all for you and like yeah thrawn just doesn't give a shit about gideon because no. he's just such small fish to him because he's cold and emotionless also hey too you know it'd be fun with thrawn to see his new take on the empire if they had like more aliens working there hmm because I feel that was always like an understated thing where it's like, oh, well, he works for the Empire and he's an alien and you don't usually see aliens in mm -hmm. high-ranking positions in the Empire because they yeah. are pretty fucking xenophobic. Yeah. To be fair, though, he is like like human passing. He just, just has blue skin and red eyes. Hey, that's again, that's a story you got to tell, man, where it's like you have a bunch of and, other aliens being like, yeah, he just passes for humans. And if I'm remembering correctly, I think the Chiss are kind of like, they're very isolationist, very like, ew, other races. That so they match the imperial yeah, ideology pretty yeah, well yeah i think there's a lot of places you could go with that sort of story and tell an interesting villain because i know there's a lot of people out of there who don't think about star wars as deeply as we do and like that would blow a lot of people's minds be like yeah, yeah the empire doesn't have aliens work with them what's up with that yeah exactly <laughs> uh a carter helping us out thank you as always for the donation last episode grogu did say something garbled after yeah. Dinbo said this is the way to each other that yeah. may be may have been his first word may have been yeah I, that's what i'm saying he's building up to saying this is the way who's he going to be voiced by mm, good question <laughs> pat oswald <laughs> this is the way <laughs> yeah it's gilbert just, it's, someone with like uh was it? it's like um who's the fucking woman that voices bart simpson Oh, Yardley Smith? Yeah, it's just that, yeah. <laughs> Don't have a cow, man. <laughs> Don't have a mythosaur. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think who's it's, got like... Oh, no, it's Justin Roiland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, it's me, Grogu. <laughs> the charges were dropped. You can't cancel me. Uh, actually, I think they very much can, Justin. That was not what people... That was one thing people were mad about. There were many other things. <laughs> Also, yeah, they did fucking drop you like a stone because apparently no one liked you in the industry and no one wanted to it's, work with you anymore and this was an excellent time to cut ties with you. It's okay. From what I've heard, he wasn't doing much work anyway. Same here. How how long until he starts a grift, Matt? How long until he starts going around? I feel like it's, that's going to be next for him. Joe Rogan next week, you know? <laughs> it's going to happen. Oh, no, it's going to be James Corden as Grogu. Oh, fuck. I know, that's yeah, the Jimmy worst thing. Fallon. Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Mandalorian. I turned into a Mandalorian. All, all Grogu will be doing now is just laughing at everything. Even yeah. if it's not funny, he'll just fucking laugh at it. Ugh. 
What we're saying is, is there's a hundred bad places they could go. They're in the comments section down below. That's your homework for this week, everyone. <laughs> Tell us who the worst possible person to voice Groku could be. Because <laughs> I imagine there's a lot of great ones <laughs> that are just the worst. And also, hey, keep in mind topics like this you want to see us cover because that's what the 300th episode is going to be. Feel free to write me here on YouTube or Twitter or wherever you listen to the show. Tell me what you want to hear as a segment because we'll probably do that segment. Yeah, I think probably before next week's show, we should put like a, a post out and like collect uh, collect topics, topics yeah. so we're not so we have some focus. <laughs> Absolutely, because yeah, that's, that's what the second half of the show is going to be. We're going to do news and then we're just going to be talking shit as submitted by you, the fans. Yeah. So stick around for that. It's going to be a big, exciting 300th episode, I promise. All right, everyone. So thank you so much for watching and listening. We appreciate it. As always, if you're a patron, you'll get to listen to this back in video and audio format before anyone else. Uh, thank you to all the people who became patrons again because they really like the show and really want to see me and Matt and want to support it. I don't know why you want to see our faces. I rarely want to see my face most days. <laughs> so you're the real one, man. You're the real ones. <laughs> but yeah, do that. Uh, for everyone else, I try and drop the show on audio wednesday uh over on soundcloud you can hear that on google on itunes on all the regular places and maybe spotify at some point yeah we'll see about that also thank you everyone uh who's been checking out the shorts and everything that's uh really gratifying to see that people are actually enjoying those i know yeah it's so cool so cool yeah matt uh, matt puts in good work for them so we appreciate that yeah it's also hard for him too to try and cut everything we say down to just a minute. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, th th this will only be a five minute talk. Oh, we talked for forty minutes on this. Because, <laughs> because uh, if you couldn't tell on the comic multiverse, uh, we're a little long winded and verbose. Uh, for a perfect example, I've been trying to end the show for like the last thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, we're over two hours now, so <laughs> and it keeps not happening. So, all right, thank you, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. See ya.